All right. And we are live. Fix your face, Travis. The last word. <laughs> Lord Cognito, Evantis, Ty Guy, Travis. Fresh on that Thursday evening. Campfire back in the saddle again. Let's talk to the man with the most colorful shirt on that I've seen in some time. My man, Evantis, the cheetah. How we doing, sir? Uh, doing good. Uh, 12 hours into God of War. Absolutely freaking amazing. First two hours like blew me away, and it's just like, I don't want to stop playing. So literally I had to end the podcast to make sure I could get ready for the podcast or end the stream to get ready for the podcast. And then I can go back to streaming. Like, so yeah, this is a little break in between. Also solo to grandmaster in between. What about you, Travis? <laughs> I also played God of war. I was less entranced by the first two hours. It's a little slow, but I'm getting into it. I'm getting Ooh. into it. Um, sorry, man. I don't like quick time events. It's just not my thing. Um, but, but uh, yeah, I'm, um, I just I'm forgot you're dead on... inside, so that's fine. So. <laughs> <laughs> how, how dare I not like those really long cuts of Kratos thinking and then cutscene or quick time events in between cutscenes? Uh, no, I mean it, it's a it's a great game. I'm really excited to play more. But the opening hour is like, okay, I get it. It's art, you know. It's art. Okay, let's move. On. Oh my god! Um, Jesus. So, anyway, Jesus. I mean that's just that's just the style, right? It's like it's, there's a little bit of like self indulgence. It's fine though. It's a good game. I'm, I'm excited. We, to we enjoy more. different things, which is totally fine to each their own. So. And I think I think once you're past the uh, once you're past the kind of opening and a little bit of like the pretentiousness, then it starts to get good. Because that's what I'm here for, man. I'm here for just some axe throwing, <clears throat> equipment upgrading, good time, and it's yeah. good at that. So I'm excited. Um, but yeah, uh, I've been working on a bunch of stuff. Um, mm -hmm. I can't talk about a lot of this. Yeah, um, me too. <laughs> I'm oh. reviewing Goat Simulator 3. Oh, okay. That yeah. is the uh, big highlight release for the fall here. Yeah. GS3. As you, as you can tell, mm -hmm. I am the first string draft pick at IGN. They put me yeah. on all of the big titles. The yeah. stuff that really is you just released a review for god of war right yeah you're just replaying it now yeah <laughs> yeah that's me just replaying it yeah no definitely not uh but yeah i'm i'm keeping busy and and uh i also recorded an episode of nintendo voice chat today ah, what there we go yeah. nice your debut yeah so, so nice. have you no, been on every second time have you been on every time. ign podcast have, you know what's funny is I haven't been on the Xbox One. Yeah, you've been on, have, have you been on Beyond? Have you been on Beyond? No, no, no. I've okay. not been on Beyond either. Actually, Cog has been on more IGN podcasts than me. Actually, I think we're tied now. We're tied. We're tied. You you tied. Fireteam Chat and X. And no, no, Fireteam yeah. Chat and Xbox. And I've been on Nintendo and Fireteam Chat. So, yeah. yeah. But I think for a while you've been on more than me. But I've now been on <laughs> Nintendo Voice Chat twice. Both times go. because I reviewed oh, something. Nice. And this time I was talking about uh, Sonic Frontiers. Was the mm -hmm. reason they wanted me on. Nice. And we did it in the studio. Nice. There you go. There you go. There you go. Your favorite environment going into the studio. That's right. It was cool. Little nice to see people. We talked yes. about God of War um, and yeah. its merits. Mm -hmm. Cool, cool. Um, I'll jump in. Yeah, for me, it was just um, Attic was uh, visiting New York City, so it was yep, fun. You know, I got stuff. a chance to show him around for the first time. We did our IOP live, all four of us in the studio audience, you know, which is kind of a learning experience, but fun. Yeah. And um, yeah, I got... It, it was it was just cool. Um, after that, yeah, like UE, uh, only a couple, maybe three, three or four hours into God of War. Oh, I'm absolutely like 12, Jesus, yeah. <laughs> I'm late. You know what I'm saying? No, but no, yeah, like, that's, that's all I do right now. Here, yeah. I hear it's real long though. 
Yeah, I've heard it's like mm. 40, 35, 40, somewhere in there. Could wow. Be. So oh, wow, I didn't know that. If you want, yeah. like, yeah, somewhere in there. I've heard somebody beelined it at 26. I think IGN had that article. But I've heard mm. if you go for like 100%, it might be 50 easy. So, gotcha. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, I love it. I mean, it's like that I'm a hashtag just one over the shoulder cinematic experience, graphical fidelity, that kind of thing. It so, is your just one. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. This is, I'm like, man, Xbox, y'all need to make one of these. <laughs> like, I just love that style of game. So it's cool to see, you know, Sony in their bag with that and uh, doing a little VR stuff. And uh, other than that, yeah, we got this uh, very patient guest, E, that's been uh, listening to us ramble for a bit. Yeah. So maybe we need to bring him in. Indeed. Welcome to The Last Word, episode number 223. Telesto, 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 Telesto. <laughs> Excuse me, I'm not sure what that was. Uh, this week, the Blue Blur and Kratos went head-to-head. The United States did some voting, and Telesto seems to be taking over all things Destiny. We will get into those details in just a bit, but tonight we are joined by a community legend. An 8-bit start like many of us who was introduced to technology from the time he could hold his head vertical on his own. It's been shooters from N64 onward, spending plenty of time in Halo, Call of Duty, Battlefield, PUBG, and plenty of others in between. Friend game really is the end game for our guest, though. From college buddies getting him hooked on Destiny from the start, to his trials buddies, he frequents the lighthouse with, and he understands some of the best Destiny moments are those with your buddies at your side. You know him as the fusion rifle guy, or the glaive guy. But you better keep your eyes on that rumble list of players, because if you see him in your match, you may as well set back, grab the popcorn, because the number one rumble player has entered the match. So, let's welcome another fellow Texan, seven-time Movie of the Week winner, host of the Rezocast, drummer and wedding videographer, and if you're not careful, he might sneak up on that stage for a solo when the bride and groom aren't looking. But, if not... A movie of the week on the TWAB, you'll likely find yourself watching one of his montage introed YouTube videos breaking your brain about things you didn't even know weapons could do or perks that you were sleeping on and shouldn't be. So let's welcome the one, the only, Lego the Flash. How you doing? Or just Lego. What's up, man? Lego Flash. <laughs> Lego is good. Lego is good. But Lego. wow, I'm I'm going to take that whole segment and just put it at the beginning of every video that I do from here on you out. You are that... allowed to do that. I will send you a copy. Yes. <laughs> yes. OK, great. Uh, wow. Yeah. Thank you guys for having me. This is awesome. What a what a day. What a day to bring me on to this podcast to talk about destiny where fusion rifles are reigning one fusion rifle is reigning supreme i, I don't want to talk ill will my my video camera will just shut off automatically <laughs> if i say something bad about telesto yeah. so i gotta be careful um but you we're in y'all. the matrix now so yes i i i'm choosing my words carefully here but i am uh very excited to be here uh very thankful that y'all invited me on uh i think we're gonna have a good time i'm looking forward to it yeah, man. Good to have you. Good to have you. Legend, it's here. Good to see you. Love, love the content. We got to start from the beginning. Got to start, man. Like gaming in general. I saw some uh, NES love in there. It's kind of like an early star. So give me some like standouts from that era that kind of got you into gaming. Yeah, sure. I the NES. Uh, I feel like that was like literally like me as a baby playing NES. <laughs> like I, I, my dad used to own a video game store when I was growing up, so we just like Ooh. rotated not video game video 
store shop like they just did rentals all sorts of stuff oh, so video games were okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah video games were included mm-hmm. in that and so we would just have whatever was the newest console come in like right away so there's a picture of me in front of like one of those huge box tvs like you know 80 inches like just massive and i'm just a little tiny kid in my diapers with the nes you know but all those games like excite bike the original oh, yeah. mario like they mm-hmm. all just like that's my childhood you know uh, and then from there, really, I feel like the cultivating like FPS game in me was over in the Nintendo 64. Once we got GoldenEye, it was like that was the like, OK, I'm into this. I have to learn how to master this. Um, and that's what really got me like there's skills that I have from that that I use even to this day, like clawing a controller on an N64. That was almost the only way to do it because that controller was so wonky. And so those skills have just transferred over into the way I play now. I can't even I can't even use a scuff controller because it's so ingrained in me just to yeah move my fingers around like that. So that mm-hmm. that's that's pretty much my history as far as the old the the older generations of games. I feel like like of course there's the classes like. Legend of Zelda, Ocarina of Time, like all that stuff is like in my blood. And so anything that starts diving into that genre, like I feel like Destiny kind of hit a bunch of these notes for me, shooter, but also like adventure and kind of like things where you have items in your inventory that you use later on. I wasn't a full on RPG like player. I feel like the closest I got, I don't know if y'all ever played this game. I'm curious because it's. It's one of my favorite games of all time, I feel like. But the old Super Mario RPG. Did y'all ever play that? We just talked about that last week. Classic game. Um, Super Mario RPG, Legend of the Seven Stars. Uh, I'm blanking on last week's guest because it's their favorite game. Oh, um, Dom, right? Papa Dom? Yeah, Papa Dom. 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 Favorite game of all time. And for me, like, yeah, I was like, mine was Chrono Trigger and Super Mario RPG. Like, both of Mm. those were, but it was like, and very different RPGs. But yeah, Mario was, that was special. Like, that, I, I would love to see some weird remake of that thing but yeah yeah no, it was a great one that was kind of like my introduction to rpgs i feel like that was my only like i never continued on in that kind of because that's kind of like a basic i feel like rpg but that's kind of what destiny is and so whenever i played it for the first time i was like i don't, I don't know if this is for me i'm more like battlefield halo all that kind of stuff was what really drove me and so when i saw the screenshots and like promo footage for destiny it was all the third person super animation and i was like i don't know yeah i just i don't know that's not really my thing i'm more strategical stuff like PUBG was really like interesting to me and and so whenever i finally played it though and everything was so smooth and had that bungee feel i was i was sold sold immediately so good so and i i've just been sold ever since like yeah i love uh solo games that you can just play on your own for the adventure for the story i haven't gotten into the god of war franchise which i don't know how but i i think i'm kind of like travis a little bit like the quick time events aren't like super my thing and like i do like like i can appreciate the story and that's what makes me want to play it and i know that it's good like i i played the first night i played the first game i was just hooked on it for hours at time but i just end up picking it up in fps after that um but i do a lot of horror uh games like the new resident Ooh. evil anything like that that comes out i'm like nice. on it because we're big horror fans in this household so i'm i'm all about a good horror story uh that are you, pretty are, much... you are you an owner of pt did you manage to put oh that somewhere? yes oh nice in that closet right back there is there ps4 go. with the PT locked downloaded nice. on. yeah locked nice. in there i love nice. that thing oh my gosh 
Beautiful. Nice. Travis, what about you? Anything for Senor Lego? Have you ever played Half-Life Alex on VR? No, I haven't done a lot of VR stuff. I've played a, a little bit, but I'm I'm interested. Like I'm so intrigued by it all. The reason I ask is because I'm replaying that game right now because I'm mm -hmm. a psychopath and I can't stop playing that game. Um, but uh, it's I kind of forget that it's kind of a horror game. Oh. Half-Life does kind of have some feel. Of yes. it, yeah, Half-Life Alex mm -hmm. definitely leans into it in some ways, but it I mean, it's like a goofy horror game, but it's got moments where like you know, some, something will jump around the corner and scare the crap out of you. OK, um, but yeah, if you uh, if you ever get into VR, you should play. I'm, I'm Everybody should it. play that game. Why don't people? I just it's, it's I, mean, I think it's really access accessibility like for a it lot is. of people who don't have the platform accessible. yeah yeah well, like I'm, some uh, people don't handle vr well which i know is yeah, a whole thing in itself not, not everybody has I'm a headset one of those people really? but you can you can play a half-life alex using the teleport movement the teleport so okay. 100 fine so yeah I'm, yeah I'm one of those people i don't really i don't deal with full motion uh vr well but half-life yeah. alex actually plays way better in the teleport mode which doesn't have the same like movement where you're yeah. getting your brain confused so um yeah i, I honestly record for a while i was like oh that sucks you have to teleport around in vr games like isn't the whole point you move around mm -hmm. but then the longer i played it i was like actually this is better <laughs> because mm -hmm. having to move around like your space would have to be infinitely large or you'd have to have one of those like pads that you can run on with the special shoes where you don't actually move yes. you know those weird mm -hmm. uh, devices which are are ridiculous and but uh anyway but I think about that device all the time because whenever the Battlefield, I think it was three or four came out, they did a promo with a guy yeah. like in one of those machines with yeah, the VR, yeah. which isn't anything like the game. Nobody plays that in VR, but I was just like, that's so awesome. Like, that's so cool. Yeah, there are some shooters in VR where like if you have that set up, you're just like God tier, like you'll just yeah. you'll crush it and run around. But uh, uh, yeah, it's it's not practical. I think I think yeah. the teleport is like a good solution and it's it's yeah. easy enough. Uh, and, it, yep. and it avoids the sickness. Emotion sickness. Yeah, emotion. I would highly not recommend. Um, even though I love it, um, I'm playing Iron Man VR. <laughs> oh God, if, you, yeah. if you have motion sickness, because I'm sitting, I'm like, oh, this is amazing. I'm moving so. I'm like, this is one of the fastest. I'm up in the air. like that. Five seconds in, and half your half your yeah. audience throws up. You're like, well, this is for everybody. Yeah, using your repulses to flop over. It's. It, I love it, but yeah, that is not. Some, for, for someone who has issues with VR. Quick, for quick sure. question though, as a horror fan, uh, do you have like a top three or four horror games? Like, do you have a top few just for since that is kind of one of your off genres? Yeah, yeah. I think PT would definitely be up on that list for me. Like, that's like my favorite because it was so new and unexpected. Like, I was, you know, when it was announced, everybody downloaded and everybody was in the same boat, just not knowing what is going on with this hallway. And everybody's trying to figure it out together. That was just so, so good. The mystery of it and the the intrigue of what it, what is it going to be. Uh, and I do love the old Silent Hill games. Um, I feel like 2 is probably up there for me. And I was late to it. I didn't play it when it came out because I actually didn't. I wasn't big on PlayStation until later on. Um, I, I think I grew up with more of an Xbox uh, game base and so my friends had playstations i would go over to their house to play but anyways um i i'm having to go back and play old games and, and get back into them which is a great experience though because you can appreciate it for what it was and i love silent hill 2 i like resident evil 4 a lot i i uh, wish i liked the oh, wait 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 then. the the now i'm now i'm now i'm like wait 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 which one's which not four uh 
Six Which and one? seven are the Just new ones, right? Seven, yeah, eight seven, eight and eight. seven and eight. Yeah. Okay, so I like seven one. a lot. And an eight, I feel like if I could name a section of that game, oh, the dollhouse. Yes. Dude, the basement of the dollhouse, like in and of <laughs> itself, it brought the feel of PT for me. And I was like, yes, Ooh. this this is, is it. That I the, am so terrified. The very large crawling. Is that yes. that? Yep. Yeah. That- oh, my as God. soon as that happened, I was like, I'm sorry. What is the what? <laughs> yes, yeah, that was that was one of the really well done moments in that game. Not all of them were. But yeah, when you say that was definitely one of the well done sections of the game for sure. Yeah. And there's other stuff, room. too, like more indie uh, games that aren't quite horror, but like grab you in and kind of like put you in the position. I feel like I got hooked on the first person kind of perspective because it just anything that sucks you into a game. So it goes for horror or stuff like Destiny or anything that like pulls you in with the story and the way it's presented and just takes you to another world. Like those are the kind of games that I'm into, regardless of being an FPS fan or an adventure fan or a horror fan. Like that's that's what draws me in. You you mentioned indie specific. I was just curious, any any standouts on in the indie in indie scene? Uh I'm I can't like something horror doesn't pop up in my head, but like horror adjacent where it's like a mystery and you're trying to like yeah. figure out what's going on. Like uh what's the one where uh gosh it's a it's a girl who comes home to her house and it's like all empty and you're trying to figure out like who her family is edith oh, Finch. Edith Finch. yeah yes. that kind of stuff is yes, so good it. like yeah. I, I love that stuff um mm-hmm. and i'm sure there's another one there was one that had a lot of potential but i i never made my way through it because i felt like the puzzle to horror element was off on it but it was a company called sad square i think and they made a game called God, I'm not, I'm not remembering. It was a, it was a GoFundMe project and it okay. came to life and it like slowly came out, but I'm, but the company's called sad square, but I can't remember the name of the game. I'll, it'll, it'll come back to me later. I'm sure. No doubt. No doubt. But it was, it was okay. It was, it was like PT adjacent basically. Yeah. So that kind of stuff really gets me interested. And I will throw one more. This one's not quite indie, but there was an yeah. iPhone Swedish iPhone game that was like a like a 2D crawler where you're going through the snow and you're like trying to go through this adventure and there's like ghosts that are trying to like help you figure out your story and at the end of the game like the game was like okay it was just like an on the road travel kind of thing and then all of a sudden at the end of the game it's like hey you can download this other app that tells you more about the history and culture of the Swedish like um uh lore basically the okay. swedish lore and so you download that app and it's the developer's journey of creating the game and slowly the journal starts he starts going insane and the game like bleeds into the developer's notes and you're like figuring all this out as you go and it was so clever it was nice. so fantastic and i'm so mad that i can't remember the name of any of these games right now but they were amazing journeys when i played them reminds me of um inscription because I don't mm. know if you've encryption. Oh. I was talking about that game today too, because it just got announced for the Switch. Yeah, oh. um, that I am Great not game. like a card deck builder guy. Not like against, Ancient. just not really for. It's just like something I hadn't really ventured into much. And people are like, I don't want to tell you anything about the game, but play it. And I'm like, okay. So you get into it and it kind of did. It has some weird turns in that game that you do not expect. And the way you kind of describe that, oh, here's this thing, and then it bleeds back into the game, and you're going. I did not. So it was like those yes. when you say is like when it when it pulls like the the curtain back and then all of a sudden it's somehow tied in 
Yeah, and then somebody said Visage in chat. That's yeah, what looks yep. crazy. Yeah. That, Visage is the one Sad Square made. Uh, yes. Yes, that one. And then also someone mentioned Gone Home. Great game, too. I was thinking of that one as well. And then also the iPhone game I was talking about is called Year Walk. Uh, by a, it's a Swedish mobile game, and it is very, very cool. I gave away half of the ending right there. I'm sorry. But not knowing any of that and going in was just, oh, it was just up there with the best experiences you know it was like it was like playing pt not knowing it was connected to the silent hill franchise and then at the end being like, what the fuck? <laughs> exactly nah, that's dope man salute salute great line upgrade I, I like the the eclectic nature of some of these games unique titles there's this other game that we've been playing here right on this on this podcast uh trav that we it's this thing we, we supposedly allegedly do <laughs> uh yeah i think you're referring to uh Sonic Frontiers. <laughs> this, this Sonic blue Blur. This is home of the Blue Blur. Blur right yeah, here. Yeah. yeah, Blue Blur podcast. Destiny. Yeah. Or as we yeah. call it now, Destiny. Celestiny. Celestiny. <laughs> yes. Yes. So yeah, the starts there, man. Let's get to the, the to the roots of this Lego. You know, we we you one kinda... interruption real quick. Sorry, I <laughs> want to get to the Destiny. Hmm? What's up with the name? I just don't oh. know the story on Lego because uh. you give me this entire like we ask always ask our like podcast you know guests a couple of questions get an idea background in here nothing about I like Legos there's nothing in there but he's got the icon what is up with the name I need the whole I need the quick run sorry I do really love Legos but not in the way I think that people typically think of like loving Legos people think like oh you love Legos you have all the sets you have the collections for me it's more like. I love the building aspect of it. Like I love the imaginative building. So when I was growing up, um, we just had at one point my dad had converted like his garage to like a slash work slash like playroom. Like half of it was his office, half of it was our stuff. And I just had buckets of Legos. Like I just loved it. And so at some point when like internet games were very first coming out i'm not sure if it was in the flash era or what but it was video games were just web games were just coming out and lego the official lego they came out with this like online game that was like lego island or like lego it was like an island that you played on but you had to register and i was like i don't know i was like 10 i was like i don't know lego lee because that my name's not lee but that insinuates the rest of my real name and so I that it was just Lego LE like legal Lego and so that was my Xbox name forever like all my Halo stuff was done on that name and then when I switched to PlayStation eventually I think it was when some of the Battlefield games were coming out or they were like exclusives all my old college buddies who got me into Halo basically forced me to switch to PlayStation which I love (laughs) I actually love loved my PlayStation 4 but Mm -hmm. uh after that I couldn't do that name because it was taken. So I added Flash, not because of the DC stuff, but because of I had a dog named Flash. So that's where it all comes from. It's nothing too exciting. When did you you get Lego Flash? Was this Uh, uh, your your Flash? Oh, Lego. (laughs) I have always been Lego in the Flash. Did you step on a Lego and it merged with your body? Oh, yes. I I do feel inclined. I do feel inclined to respond every time somebody makes a comment about stepping on a Lego. I'm like, hey, like I got I got to cut in here. <laughs> like, I don't know what to say, but I just feel like the need to comment on. I, I heard you. I saw that. I, yeah. I know. I know you're talking about me. <laughs> <laughs> you're talking about me. 
talking about me. No doubt, no doubt. So you got the, the history. No, you good, you good. No, just I know we needed that. We definitely needed that. And, um, <laughs> no, I definitely want to again get into that the love affair of this game. You know that that started, and I know. Let me ask got... you a Destiny question. Can Ooh. we just jump into the Destiny questions, Cog? Yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. You look like it. a hunter, and I don't want. I don't say that as an insult, even though you know, kind of is. Okay. Um, okay. What is your? What's your main? So I have two mains, and I say that no, 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 no. This is not... no, 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 no. Listen, no, 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 no. you got to hear you me. You have two best friends, okay? You hey, can't. What are your kids? But what if you can't, you can't what... vote for two presidents? Okay, you, know, <laughs> you need to choose one, right? Let me let me pick. like give you the umbrella though. So okay. I started as a Titan, and I do feel that my Titan is home for me. But I spend way more hours on my Hunter now because that is what I play in the Crucible. But every time that I jump into PvE, I play my Titan. And I don't I don't play the light level grind game because I hate it. And so I just don't. Uh, if I want to do a GM, I'll, I'll get there eventually, maybe, you know. Um, but I play the game the way that I want to play it, and that's not grinding for light level. And so whenever I jump into PvE, I play on my Titan. Whenever I'm in PvP, I play on my Hunter. And if that costs me light level, okay, you know, I don't really care. <laughs> yeah. So for the Hunter, is it like the movement? Is it like what for people? Because you, you, you're a PvP. Yeah. You know, you oh, do yeah. this PvP thing. So like, it's interesting that you have that that balance between PvE and PvP, but like, what is it that kind of lured you in to Hunter Class to say, okay, this feels right in PvP? Radar manipulation, hundred percent. Not not necessarily in Viz. Uh, I've talked about this so much, but uh, I I live in the radar manipulation world because that is so. Everybody just stare, they don't play the game looking at the screen, looking at the crosshair. They play looking at the little circle on the top of the screen. That's how they play. And so if you can manipulate that in any way, and I'm not talking like. Uh, what are the boots that like take your radar away? Like I'm not necessarily, yeah, yeah, I'm not talking Gemini necessarily, but just the, the ability to have a smoke trap in and of itself, like that alone is worth running that class to me because somebody's going to get tricked by that. Even if they're the best player in the world, they're going to get tricked by that. It's just almost impossible. I've been like, where, what is on the radar? Damn smoke bomb. Yep. hundred (laughs) percent. Yeah. Nope. Totally get it. What's funny is at high level play, I think most people know not to stay in the same space for like more than a couple seconds. So usually if I don't fall for a smoke grenade in the first like second, I I won't fall for it. I'll be like, that's not a real person. Nobody (laughs) would stand that still. Come on, let's go somewhere else. (laughs) Well, I like really he's camping. Come on. I like the mental mind game of like, okay, I played this player and they know that I throw the smoke down there. So next time I'm going to throw it here, but I'm not going to move. I'm going to stay with it. Like, you know, like stuff like that. Like, uh, yeah. you know that I know. And I know that you know. I know that, that you know that I know. That I know. Let's go. No doubt. No doubt. And then um, in, in conjunction with that, you know, you've got some accolades there, sir. Um, this rumble, man. This, you do yeah. this rumble thing. Talk so, to us. I need to clarify because I you say that, but like nobody can stay the number one player in Rumble in the world for that long because of the way you do have to play every single day forever to stay at the top. Like it is it is like whenever I did that grind. So what happened was uh, let me just like briefly summarize. What happened was what happened was was I accidentally (laughs) found myself. um, I kind of did. I I was just playing Rumble a lot and I realized I was in the top like thousand or something like that. And I was like, okay, well, 
that would be maybe it was maybe it wasn't even thousand maybe it was like 1200 or something but i i would knew i was like close to the top i was in the top one percent and i was like what would happen if i just tried like actually paid attention because you know you play destiny you're goofing around you leave matches all the time which hurts your elo you use stupid loadouts for fun hurt this is all gonna hurt and so i never paid attention to elo before i made fun of elo farmers and like you know that's a pretty negative thing in the destiny space and i was like well what if i like made it a game because destiny doesn't have a rank system we don't have a ranked a true rank mode where i can grind and see myself progressing so what if i made it myself and just saw how far i could get and so i started going for it and within like i want to say like a week like it was not that long i was in the top 500 and i was like what like how far could i take this That's you know cool. so i just kept climbing until i was in top 100 and i was i started posting about it on twitter and that's like what really made me like people were like yeah let's go let's keep going you know and my friends were egging me on and i and so then it was like top 50 and then i posted i th- I was getting pretty down at that point because the way it works is if you if you get third place even one time it costs you like five full games to even catch up to where you were like oh, and so if and not only that but if you join a game late in progress, oh, the, the yeah, tracker yeah, sites yeah, won't yeah. track it. And so there was a day where I swear I joined like three games late in progress and they were all with the top 10 players in Rumble. And so I had oh, no chance. No, uh, yeah. that's, that's the worst. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so that day I was like, I don't know if this is worth it. Like top 10 is pretty great. Mm-hmm. I could just stay here. And then I posted about it and DMG commented on it. It was like, keep going. You can do it. I was like, oh, you got well, so, Now yeah. I got. You've been community called out. Yep. Yeah. Go. So I was like, I got to do it. I got to keep going. And so I got to the top two. And that's where like the it took like two weeks to get to number one after that. Because I was in top two, not not in everything, but just in console. It separates it into console. And I'm when I talk about all this, I'm talking about Destiny Tracker because that's the yeah. only yeah. real place that's tracking all this. Um, and so it separates it into console and then console and PC or just PC. So you have yeah. to like manually if you want to see everybody. But the guy who was number one on console i was just gonna go for that but he yeah. kept grinding so hard he knew his friends tagged him yeah. on the like, twitter stuff I was like, this, yeah. in your head. <laughs> he was like this dude's coming for you don't yeah. let him take it yeah. and so he kept playing every single day like you know 20 well, 30 games this. a day and so i just kept going for it and at that time in my life it was uh yeah. there was something i'm pretty sure this was either when we Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. I think it was when we had either just had our kid or it was like when we were pregnant or something. We were going through a lot of hard stuff where it was like kind of my chill out mode was playing Rumble. I know it doesn't sound chill to some people, but there's something relaxing for me about the PvP aspect of it. Mm -hmm. And so I was just grinding for it. And then it came a day where I I was in the range where like if I play all day and win every game, like I could beat this guy. And so I, I was talking to my wife. I was like, Okay, if I know life destiny and don't work today, I'm pretty sure I could do it. And she was like, Is it really like you're number two in the world? Like, is it really? <laughs> I was like, like, Yes, I'm number two. You, I have to be yes, number one. You're that close. If you could be number one yeah. in the world at something, like, <laughs> wouldn't you go for it? And as soon as I said it, she was like, Oh, yeah, go for it. Like, that's, that's you got to do it. And so I just Look. took off the rest of the day, went for it. And yeah, so. That's how it happened. It was crazy. That was much longer than I anticipated it being. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, 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 no. This no. is great. This is great. Yeah. Quick question before I pass it. Um, what was the loadout? Because I'm a loadout guy. Like, what was the the, the whole <laughs> weapon setup during that flow and, and subclass everything? What was you doing? 
Yeah, Plus so this was super dated, like a bunch of stuff. No, I, I want to know what the meta was. Yeah, I want to know where he was doing. Yeah. So this is the season before Witch Queen. Uh, mm-hmm. So it was the longest season, which is nice because I had more time to like catch up, uh, which I did it well before the season ended. But, you know, it was nice having that cushion. Yeah. And so Invis was actually the strongest thing in the it was stronger than it is now even because they hadn't nerfed the radar ping that comes up now every mm. six seconds yep. depending on what you're running and so you could and i was running graviton forfeit which mm. back then you could stay in viz for 12 seconds and that's off radar for 12 seconds wow and so no one was really running that and so that in and of itself was huge rapid fire fusion rifles were the best thing in the game just no one really knew it back Which then one? One? uh cartesian coordinate Cartesian coordinate. So okay. freaking good so i developed so i started using it at the beginning of that season and got eighteen thousand kills on it on that rumble grind so yeah it was intense Ooh. a little terrified the, the, of this man's future is there any primary use <laughs> uh hardly at all i i will say this there's one key thing that a lot of people I don't think realized, and I'm glad to talk about it here because I haven't talked about it, I don't think, anywhere else. And that is movement. Exclusive Movement is such a big deal and speed. And that's why Arc 3.0 is really interesting to me. But, and this is so cool. Half of the speed to get to the Arc speed boost of Arc 3.0 is just having a lightweight weapon on. Like, if you have a lightweight weapon on, that's half the speed of a speed boost when Arc 3.0. The other half would be like if you're running dune marchers or zombies or something like that but having a lightweight weapon became so important to me that i was just running through okay what are the best lightweights and back then it was an smg or a sidearm i love the farewell sidearm from mm. season of splicer that yeah. one is so good and slept on um but also back then it was multi-mock was so good so oh, i used yeah. multi-mock a lot a lot a lot a lot <laughs> nice yeah man tremendous man tremendous dedication just seeing that is just like wow. That that is that is a skill set right there. You went for it, man. So salute to you on that one. Appreciate it. No, it was like, fun. Well, I kind of wanted to bring up and random kind of tangent here. The drive for you to go after number one in something that is not even inside of Destiny, just on Destiny Tracker, and right. you said, "Hey, we wish there was this ranked thing." We have talked about that on this podcast before. Lots of guests, like basically every person we have had on here. Mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you, all Bunchy has said is there's some type of glory rework. That's all we know. Some people are like, is it going to be something more? Is that a comp rework? Who knows? Are we overthinking it? Granted, keeping expectations in check and not hoping for too much aside, what would you like to see that become? Would you like to see a true ladder? Would you like to kind of just be a, like a numerical? How, how would you like to see that done for you? Because having gone through that grind... And literally be just being driven to be number one. How would you like to see that done? Or how do you think it could be done within, say, glory and comp and that stuff? Yeah, I would really love to see. I, I do like the idea of a ladder. I do like the idea of multiple ranks. Not right now. It's so it, the or the not right now, but previously. I can't even say right now because right now the way matchmaking works, you're just playing the same people. You're never progressing. And the way it did work is that you were just stacked up into these layers, basically. And some of them were very small. Like, once you got to the top, you're playing very 
a small population of people, which was fun at the time to challenge yourself, get online and you got to like see, okay, is ZK streaming right now is, is pure chill streaming. Okay. They, they matched. Okay. Now go into a game, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> but, yeah. 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 But uh, it, I think that if they had a ladder multi tier that wasn't so small, like that would be really enjoyable to climb and it would be beneficial for everyone because even if you're not at the top, you can see your rank go from one to five the 10 whatever that is i don't know what it would i would like it to look like but just something that shows a rank that i feel like i'm progressing frequently rather than so infrequently or have such huge setbacks where it's like i'm never you know i i'm I'm not going to touch this for a very long time after that kind of a setback you know sometimes that's okay once you reach towards the top but i don't know that's kind of where i'm at with it and then on top of that one thing that I really like that I would really like to see is the way Apex does its like predator or like top 500 players. Like you can actually go and see, uh, or at least it used to. I'm not, I haven't played Apex in a bit, but someone could say like, I'm the number three player in the world. Like something like Elo does with Destiny Tracker, like that was so incentivizing to say like, I'm number so-and-so and then to see like, I'm number 500 now or whatever, that would get people excited to play, I think. Ooh. Okay. Trav, you agree with this? How you feeling? Yeah. I mean, he knows his stuff about uh comp, so I'm not surprised that he and I have very similar views on what comp should be. <laughs> I, I mean, I we've talked about this forever, but I think yeah. a uh, a rank system with gold and diamond ranks and that sort of thing is inevitable. Um, if they actually did it right and proper and and put some cosmetic rewards behind each of those ranks that you could get to. I mean, it's just it's crazy that it's not in the game yet. I mean, even like you know, I've been playing Marvel Snap on my phone recently, and that that has a ranked skill-based <laughs> matchmaking system with the ranks and rewards that you get at each uh, each each upgrade. So it's like, yeah, come on, I man, know. let's I go! Know. Like, I know. Marvel yeah. Snap is scooping you guys. They've been game for four and a half minutes out here. I'm trying not to come pick on, that guys. game up because I've heard it's actually pretty good, but I don't need yeah, to put them. That's pretty good. It, yep. yeah, you'll you'll lose you'll lose time on it. I've I I have to play it because I work in the industry, but like it's yeah, I'm, I'm it mm. it is a time sink. I'm actually itching to play it right now on the show, but I'm not going to do that. <laughs> it would yeah, be right. It. They reviewed on my site, and I'm like, I gotta stay away. I get so addicted to games like that. I know me. It's like the perfect cup. Yeah, card games and MCU. Forget it. It's over for me. So, in entertaining fashion, whether it's chat or my co hosts, um, Lego said he was open to talk about all controversial topics with regard to Destiny in one evening. He is open for all of them. So, if you guys have questions about fun topics, Destiny related, please. I wanted to start with your thoughts on SBMM because that is a constant oh, discussion. God. Here we go. No, I was like, <laughs> I mean, I literally, I we've heard both sides and stuff like that. So I'm just kind of heard, curious where you're at having gone through that grind, being the fusion rifle guy, like where do you fall? Yeah. Um, I think there's a place for it for sure. Uh, it, but the, idea that it is so like thin we've experienced that in so many different ways in destiny's lifespan whether it's comp and you you have this thin layer that you're always facing whether it's uh trials and you're at the top of the ticket and there's such a small pool that you're just matching like that terrible feeling of matching the same team that you just got destroyed by twice in trials and ruins your trials ticket i know that's not the SBMM specifically, oh, but it, yeah. it's it's a pool, you know, that that can get very small. And then uh 
and then we've got the SBMM and Quick Play right now that that felt like it started really narrow, you know. So for me, um, personally, it's not bothering me right now, which is very different than I think a lot of other people's takes. Um, and I think it's because most I, I used to not play Quick Play that much. I feel like I'm playing it more frequently now that I'm a YouTuber and need to cover weapons, and I'm just trying to make crazy builds and use them in the crucible and so i go to quick play for that because that's the only way you can get multi kills that quickly um but it doesn't bother me that much because i'm using these wacky loadouts and if i don't win i don't win like if i am doing a grind to win i'm either playing trials or rumble um and maybe comp i don't do too much comp anymore because of the way it is but in quick play the one detriment is playing with friends because uh, it i just want to play with friends when i play destiny a lot of times and if if it's skill-based matchmaking it's gonna screw with that whole system i feel like it, i feel like destiny does need a place where everybody can just go and chill and so my preference would still be to have a very broad skill-based matchmaking system where it's not so thin where the bottom tier doesn't play the top tier and that's pretty much it. Like, I, I don't really see the need for anything else. But I it's also I recognize that it's hard for me to speak into because I am a top player. And so I can't speak for the person who is a below a 1.0 KD that it's just going to be more difficult for me to speak to them. I and I and I'm afraid to say anything else about that. Because <laughs> <laughs> part no, of me was also, like, wait, wait, wait. That person is never. I feel like we've I've I've had conversations about the under 1.0 KD player um, in trials where it's like, no matter what you do, they're going to struggle to get a flawless. Like that that system in and of itself is difficult for the under 1.0 KD player, and we keep trying to change it to accommodate everyone um and so there's a whole that's a whole other thing but i i'm curious how skill-based matchmaking fits in for that player other than just even games all the time but also playing with friends that's the thing about quick play it's, it's not just about even games it's about playing with your friends it's not always about winning and losing and that's why the whole conversation is difficult for me because i don't view quick play as winning and losing most of the time and that's what most of the fighting i feel like comes to is i had to fight so hard i had to do this or that i i carried my whole team and i just i that's not an issue for me not not that carrying isn't an issue but like i just don't care whether i am or i'm not most of the time that's honestly a pretty reasonable approach actually because I mean, I am, like, bell curve, like, middle of the bell curve, tipping slightly, like, slightly better than average. Like, a hair. So, mm-hmm. it's like, when you think about, and that's why I think what you said is, like, you anybody in the, like, as the bell curve, curve slopes to the bottom, it's like, that player base gets small quick. And I think you said it well. It's like, bottom doesn't need to see the top. And that's kind of the main piece. But, the like, especially, like, if the top sees half the player base, I'm okay with that. You just like, you know, a number one doesn't need to face number one million at the bottom of the list. Like, keep them separated, as you said. Um, I think that would be good. But no, it's like you. That's probably one of the better answers I've heard for actually not just like no nothing. The main thing mm. is like with you know playing with friends. Like, what is it then? Is it just like an amalgamation average of your skill level, and you try and like have the other team be kind of close to that, and then just you know go from there. But again, it's the whole thing oh. with like. 
I no, go, it was like there's lobby balancing that goes into all that. That's, so it was, yeah. That's what I was going to get into. I do have thoughts about lobby balancing because I really liked one of the systems they implemented and then never touched again. And that was the week that they did Iron Banner, like dodgeball playground style matchmaking where it was, or lobby balancing. Draft. Yeah, draft the draft pick. Like that was so good. That week felt amazing. I felt like pretty universally... Everybody liked that, but there must have been some statistic in there that they saw that they didn't yeah. like. But what they, I can explain. Why yeah, that yeah. Didn't work. So that's what the matchmaking you're describing is called a snake draft, and snake drafts work, but they only work if there is some kind of skill based matchmaking system. Because mm. if the difference between player one and player four, which is the second draft on team A with the best player, is a massive gap then the people at the top, especially the player one or player two and three on the other one, feel like they are hard carrying everybody down at the bottom. So to your point, it doesn't need to be crazy. It doesn't need to be the top 10 players always playing against each other, but there have to be like categories to so that so that when you get eight people in a lobby or 16 people in a lobby, 12 people in a lobby, and then you do a snake draft, that player one and four are too crazy apart or mm. so player two, three and player five, six aren't too crazy apart. And so um, that's uh, that that's I think I think the reason you probably felt that it was good is either you were on player two, three, you know what I mean? So you got like the second and third best player and player one is super pissed off. Right. Uh, or mm. maybe you got player one, but then uh, the gap between you and player two or three or six and seven on the other team was was uh, big enough. But the people who are at the bottom almost universally feel like there's nothing they can do to actually win a match because they're so far apart that even right. if they're playing their best, there's just no impact they can make. And the people at the top of the snake draft farm the people at the bottom for kills. So it's basically just a game of avoiding yeah. the people who are good and destroying the people who are bad so that you can farm KD out of them. And uh, that's really not a good feeling for the bottom half of the snake draft. And a lot of times, even the top half are kind of like irked because they feel like they're having to do all the work. Um, but if you have some kind of skill-based matchmaking, then it makes the snake draft feel way, way, way better. And so uh, I think that's probably why they didn't go it, go with it. Gotcha. And I'm hoping what they're doing is they're implementing the skill-based matchmaking now and they're trying to find something that works. And then once they do, then I bet you they'll put a snake draft back in. That, that would, would be cool. Yeah, yeah no, that makes sense. I, I'm curious for you, like, what do you feel about that? If they did implement that after all this skill-based matchmaking, does it make skill-based matchmaking seem more appealing? Or are you I just mean, like... Skill-based skill, skill matchmaking to me is 100% appealing. I think that you can't really have a competitive multiplayer okay. game without some kind of skill-based matchmaking. To your point, it doesn't need to be like crazy you know uh, kind of punitive against the people and saying like hey you have to be in this bucket or that but i think that you have to have some parameters because mm -hmm. the problem with competitive and matchmaking in general is that it feels bad to lose most of your matches and everyone wants to win all of their matches and which means that 50 percent of the people are going to be upset 50% of the time, or in some cases, if you have absolutely no matchmaking, then there's a group that's going to feel good 90% of the time and a group that's going to feel terrible 90% of the time. And so you, you have to create a room for variables where somebody can have a good game and win and then have a bad game and lose. And then you feel like you're the reason you lost rather than feeling like right. the game made you lose. And so I think that uh, skill-based matchmaking has to happen. And I think it even has to happen in quick play. I think that 
in a competitive playlist, if you have ranks, it can be more strict. It can say you're in gold three, you have to play against other gold people and even some people above gold. I think that has to be stricter, but I think in quick play, you at least need buckets. You need something to contain the chaos. And so, uh, I, I like skill-based matchmaking and I'm a sweat lord. So I'm sort of in a minority group, I think, because most people who are really sweaty at PvP are like, nah, why do we need skill-based matchmaking? Let's just destroy <laughs> these fools. Uh, and I'm really not like that. I, I just think it's bad game design. And I, right. I really want there to be some sort of uh, some sort of system. And I feel like Bungie has really started to dip their toes into developing that. But considering the game's been around for like a decade, it's kind of it's kind of taken them a long time to wrap their brain around this and it's super frustrating to people who've been invested in the multiplayer sandbox for as long as I've been invested in it. Um, but yeah, I, I really hope that they figured this out because I, I feel like there's a golden age of PVP right around the corner. If yeah. they can tweak <laughs> two or three really, really minor things because the sandbox outside of the matchmaking and general lack of PVP content problems, the sandbox is rarely felt better as felt as, as balanced as it is now it has problems. Some of the, stuff that we're doing now isn't super fun in pvp but it it's it's not the wild west like it was in d1 where there were like oh, yeah. right and wrong ways to play oh. it and some weapons were super super op and we're really not there right now and i think that yeah. uh we have a, we have a great opportunity i just need i need a little bit more from bungie like 20 percent more effort on getting some of these systems in place yeah that's cool to hear that's cool to hear yeah i i find myself aligning with that kind of mindset like you were just talking about a lot and i do fill in the minority a lot i also fill in the minority in that mindset though too because i'm the player who will bang their head against the wall if i lose 10 times to a guy who's really good because i'm like i want to figure that out what's he doing what's the counter to it okay if i use the same thing am i just as good as him or or is he just really good with that thing and so i will like dissect a play style um and and I came across that a lot in Rumble, and it, there's one playstyle that's very good right now because one of my friends is running it with uh, my trials buddy Merc uh, is running mm -hmm. with an over. It's like the Titan Jug Shield with Antaeus Wards. TV's real big on this right now too. Yep, his yep, his yep. freight train stuff. Um, but if you run it with, gosh, what's he running it with? There's something that he. I think it's just. I think he's running it with Shap with chaperone um mm. because it no one everybody put that down kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. The way shotguns are but it's mm -hmm. still good. really good with the still jug good. shield get yep. in you slide you block everything you headshot you've got chaperone crazy distance ready mm -hmm. to go mm -hmm. so it's yeah, very very strong but i but <laughs> i i literally take him into a private lobby and or he'll like keep trying to join me in a rumble lobby until we can face each other publicly cuz if you play 1v1 somebody you kind of know like okay they're coming at yeah. me you know here's what i'm going to do but if you play in a real setting rumble and you got other people running around you're always trying to find each other and and take each other off guard and be like okay i i, I found the counter you know so mm -hmm, i mm -hmm. i love that kind of stuff so it's hard for me to speak to the quick play that is where people are they they get frustrated when they're losing five games in a row because i'm like oh let me face those guys again i know i can beat them this time even though i lost by 50 points like whatever <laughs> that's the competitive nature of it and yeah. th that's the the game within the game with with uh with rumble and the few times i do step in there i get it like i i do see because what happens is as as that fight towards the top of the pyramid and it's usually for me in the games i play it's usually like two people you're like man to keep beating me what what is this that they're using and then you, you're trying to out strategize and you get better i really do i i, I mm -hmm. actually 
I feel like I test my loadouts to see how truly effective they are in 1v1 scenarios. Because sometimes there's some things I think feel better in sixes as opposed to, you know, one-on-one and stuff like that. But absolutely, I, I think that's the way I really throw myself to the fire. If I truly believe it. So I remember when um, Peace of Mind and I was doing the... Um, Elemental capacitor build. And mm-hmm. I remember when I first, like, no one put a video out. And I was like, there's something about this gun that is just super stable. And I'm like, I'm looking at the stats. I'm like, it shouldn't be this good. And I didn't realize there was elemental capacitor that was, because I was going to throw the roll away. And that was like the first piece of my head. So when I went in there, and I'm just like, oh no, this thing is slaying. Like, I got to stick with it. And I, and obviously, I just kind of build around it and stuff like that. But yeah, you, you learn that kind of stuff. And I think that's the, the underrated nature of, of Rumble that, that I really appreciate. Yeah. Nice, nice. Mm-hmm. Do you guys have any questions? Or him? Any topics that you want to see if he's got any thoughts on? Oh, we doing that. <laughs> what do you think I about mean, um? What do you think about uh, sunsetting weapons? Ooh, we doing uh, it. <laughs> I mean, I am not bothered as much about a lot of things as other people are sunsetting. It's a bummer. I wish that I could still use breech light. That was like one of my favorite sidearms, and it so looks, it's a bummer to see those things go. Gone. But also, at the time that sunset happened. There were weapons like uh, Arintel that were so incredibly strong. And if you have them in your vaults, Rangefinder, even despite the nerf, uh, I'm doing a whole deep dive on it right now, but it is so powerful of, of a perk that it breaks stuff on fusion rifles that shouldn't be possible. And so if you have old ones of those in your vault, nobody uses them, but they're really good in quick play. Last Before the last, very last nerf, small nerf that Fusion's got, I was still hitting 50 meter kills with air and tell which is if you saw that in the crucible you'd be like what like i thought the range was nerfed and you're like yeah but rangefinder (laughs) is the outlier yeah yeah Yeah. so sunsetting it it sucked for sure uh i hope they never do it again i hope we're past that um but it doesn't bother me that they're bringing stuff back. I know everybody's like, recycled content, we had this before. New perks to me, like you could repaint a gun however you want to, but the perks on it, like define it. Like for example, like Midas Reckoning uh, with King's Fall, brought stuff to a fusion rifle that has stacking that has never been seen ever before. And I don't care that the original, there were some original things that weren't brought back with it. I know that's talking D1 to D2, but the same kind of concept applies if they bring back something um i i love that kind of stuff i I know people will say recycled content but i'm I'm just here to have fun i'm just enjoying the game and if i got new stuff that's great it sucks that i lost the old stuff but i'm kind of over it at this point i feel like oh okay it's funny we share that specific thing in reference to the bringing back of a gun like I know it's a controversial thing right now, and me and Ian and Travis talked about this because I, I call it soft sunsetting. Like when origin traits came, and, and, and I'm like, yeah, like I know what's going on, but like, yeah, 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 that's like, but me personally, some of the new perk combinations really excited me. So it didn't bother me as much as I thought I was because I'm like, you know what? This now has exciting combinations, exciting roles that I've never seen before. So yeah, yeah. It, it, it's a controversial one. I, I know, you know, me and Eve kind of fought on this for a while, but, you know, it, I think the, the main thing was just the, I think the exotic part that really didn't sit well with me initially. And um, I was worrying like, okay, if they do that, I don't know. <laughs> you know, it's that kind of thing. But at, at some point, I still believe they're go- it's going to happen. 
I don't know why. I still believe at some point, you know, maybe, maybe because of the size of the game. And I mean, but they, they, mm. then again, they said that, that you know they're going to be keeping a lot of content around. I'm very yeah. curious to see as the game ages and continues because they don't seem to be hinting Destiny Three anytime really soon. And they need so, it though. Right. And that's what I, I mean. That's that was my compromise at the argument at the time. I was like, I'm OK with the whole thing. If eventually we get this whole new, you know, engine infrastructure, you know, dedicated start server. over again. Yeah. The we fake to, blow we up. To, we, yeah. Start over again. They have to build back all of their content and. You know, we don't get private matches for like three oh, years. Oh, you the base yeah, level. You know, yeah, the base level. I mean, isn't that what they do every time? Double, double primary is starting out in Destiny 3 oh, until no, they build out. No, 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 no. Just do it, baby. I'm oh, down. Uh, yeah, I, I actually don't. I think, I think personally that uh, sunsetting is sort of like vital. Like you, you kind of have mm-hmm. to trim the hedges. You can't just let the garden grow wild because... Managing a sandbox of this size is already ridiculously hard. Yeah. And the yeah. fact that they're nerfing entire uh, genres of weapons, like, oh, all fusions do, you know, this thing differently now shows that there's too much bloat, right? And if there were fewer weapons if, or if some were rotating out, then maybe they could tune it by weapon and they can do stuff that's a little bit more specific. And so I, I'm one of the people who says they gave up on... on well, they did sunsetting wrong. That's the first problem yeah, is that oh, they said, yeah, hey, yeah. we're going to sunset all the weapons and then we're going to replace it with cool and experimental stuff. Psych, we're not going to do the second part. We're just going to get rid of all the <laughs> And they didn't love. have enough to start with. Like they it, have was a weaker, it was yeah. a weaker season when they did yeah. it. And people were like, oh, no. People were like, we don't have any weapons. Like, what was your plan here? So I just think they, they screwed themselves over. I think that the community's reaction to sunsetting would have been way, way, way more positive if they were right. ready for sunset and they came out with just like they came out hard with like here's all these crazy weapons they're going to be awesome for a year enjoy them while you can and then we're going to move on and the sandbox could kind of shift because the idea that every weapon has to be boring so that none of them are crazy is like such a bad policy to me like it just i i feel like they could be a little bit crazier and they could try new things and they wouldn't be as scared because right now it's like whenever they put out a weapon it's like they're afraid they're like can't be too good right or they they have to nerf it immediately which a nerf is basically a sunset right which is why i'm not that mad about sunsetting right. being gone because they're kind of already doing it right they're cool. just calling it nerfs instead of sunsets that's good uh good so which is a smart thing to do right you rebrand if people don't like it but uh uh yeah i i, I guess i i don't know it feels inevitable and so i think if destiny 3 comes the main reason it has to happen is because of the fact that their engine is ridiculously old. It's still running Blam stuff mm. on it, uh, and even Blam got replaced. Um, and uh, and and then the other thing is is the fact that they're going to use it basically to sunset. <laughs> Here's an opportunity yeah. to sunset and not call it sunsetting. Let's mm. just uh, blow well, up the box and start over. And that's the reason why. I'm not upset whenever sunsetting happens because it's like, well, we're not getting destiny three. Like if that, I mean, we might in the future, but if it was like a regularly scheduled game that we see from these kind of developers, we would have had destiny three already by this point. And because we're not, I just view sunsetting and new weapons is like destiny three. It just isn't called that, you know, it's just like, okay, well we have this different version of the game. We have these different areas of the maps. There's these updated nerfs and buffs. And so this is my, destiny 3 it, it doesn't say destiny 3 but i can treat it as such and not get upset about it all it's it, i think it's hard for destiny as a community 
at least online, to let go of things. They become very attached to things. And mm -hmm. the excitement of Destiny for me is that it's always growing. There's new perks coming out. There's new weapons and, and new buffs. And I can let go of my old stuff and try something new. And maybe it'll be really fun. And I think you can view Telesto this week as like a <laughs> micro example of that, where it's like, if you love Telesto and it was gone all of a sudden working this different way, uh, and it even is still working differently now. It's 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 fun to mess around with it. And if it changed every day, it would be more fun. It's one of the reasons I wish we had something like Gun Game as a oh multiplayer. Oh my god! I'm yeah. just saying, yeah. So good. yeah. This game, like it would it be is built for it. But this game is yeah. built. For, there are seventy exotics, or how I lose track Whoa. when you add them all up. Like ninety, I don't know. So many they could do, and you could like. Gun game this season has these guns. Gun game next season, and then just like pick oh. a slew of exotics to go through. Like that would be so play, much fun to go through. I play Halo Infinite, and I look at the, what is it, the Fiesta playlist? Yeah, yeah. They've like, got like they've got like thirty game modes. How does Destiny have like four? It doesn't make any sense. And Halo is it. not a good spot, and they got more game modes. Like, come on. Yeah, like I'm like Budgie. You create it is so much fun to yeah. just. You respawn and boom, you're cycling, you know, with, with different weapons. And if you don't even want to do that, then you can have like a base. Okay, everybody starts with, you know, breach line or everyone starts with, you know, yes. it's it's um SMG. And then you just keep building up. Like, there's so many possibilities. I, and I know as, as a developer, I'm not a developer. It's like, you know, it can't, maybe it just can't be easy technically in the sandbox, but they've got to try something, man. Yeah. These are the creators just... of it. I wonder mm -hmm. if it's just they're like they don't want to spend the time in to, into a mode that a lot of people view as secondary to the main game mm -hmm. experience because like it's mm -hmm. not it's not that case with Halo like people look at Halo multiplayer and they're like yeah that's that's like Halo that's most mm -hmm. of it right but that's it's like just it's hilarious to me that Halo Infinite is a good game with a bad live service model yes. and Destiny is a bad game with a good live service model <laughs> that's basically yes. that's not neither of them have. Yeah, neither of them have the thing that the other one needs. And it's, it's, if we could just, but we... it's like, it's one of those things that mm -hmm. if they do, you know, if the, as you said, like the Fiesta playlist, you had some fun stuff in there. But man, if they brought Gun Game back, like, I don't know what the programming takes on the back end. Cause I, we talked about this before. And I wonder is like, is there an issue if you're, if you're equipped with the gun, then, then it messes with your loadout because now you own the gun for some reason? Does it, like, give you the exotic even though you don't own it? I'm wondering if that's a weird thing, but I was like, I feel like there's got to be a way to still get around that because, yeah, there's that would just be too much fun to have. Yeah. And also it'd be like, what if people did get to use it? What is this exotic? I don't know what it does. Where do I get it? And they might go look up how to get an exotic yes. that they don't have. Like, you have to get kills with Xenophage. You have to get a kill with Leviathan's Breath is one of your Such higher things. Idea. And you're like, oh, God, what is this giant bow? Like, I mean, you made a good point. I mean, that maybe potentially could be, could be one of the reasons from an acquisition standpoint, because the community doesn't have it, you know, the, each gun individually. Right. But I, I struggle to believe that in a contained playlist, especially it would encourage usage of exotics that people think are not effective but when you are forced to put in that position to have to try to utilize it you get better and i remember some i remember d1 kind of made me a better player when they would kind of i always remember that that bounty I always used to talk about in d1 which it was a shack's bounty oh the like, weekly yeah the climb the mountain yeah, there. yeah i know what you're talking about something of war the true meaning of war true meaning of war yeah 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 and it i think the reason they don't play with different types yeah. yeah yeah i think the reason they don't do it cog is because mm. It's different than in Halo. In Halo, you don't have a collection of guns you're building. They're just all in the world, and you pick them up. And so 
in destiny i think the whole point of crucible is you take the stuff you've earned in pve and you put it to the use and mm -hmm. if you just put all of the exotic weapons and you throw them in a playlist and anyone can have it it sort of takes away the pve reward part of the sandbox where Jeez. now you're oh i get to go to pvp and so i think that they're afraid too much of the that design choice and the interplay mm -hmm. between pv and pve it's like you have this one character and this one account where you're just like building on it and making it but mm -hmm. I don't think that that's a good enough excuse. No, I, I was agree. I was going to say, yeah, and, like and even, even, even if they're worried about even it. If, yeah, even if it is, there's ways around it. You could have done like a, all right, well, it's gun game, but you have to own the exotic, right? Or something like that. You could, it could be, uh, it could, and also it doesn't disqualify them from all the other different modes that they could do that, that don't have that same problem. You know, there right. could be an infection mode or a, there's, there's just a million examples we could think yeah. of. Um, yeah. Juggernaut. Mm -hmm. Like Destiny would be oh, so juggernaut. Just give a guy two overshields, send him on a killing spree, or give him infinite super, and everybody else. Has oh to try my to god! You know yes. I mean? That'd be wild. Yeah. Infinite super versus everyone else. That would be like a great. And you love Rumble. That's like a that's yeah. a Rumble mode juggernaut. Juggernaut. So. You could even do stuff like the community is real big on. I don't know if you've ever seen these streams, but people playing like hide and seek. Like even if you don't like the like see like the map and the movement or something like that, like tag or something where you're like just trying to touch the other person because they did stuff like that even in D one with the virus that would like spread. So isn't that like zombies or something like that where if like yeah, you get infected yeah. or something like yeah and then what i mean you could do something goofy as like if you get infected now you have a sword but if you otherwise you have guns like and so you could kind of start that way so if you catch them during the corner yoink and now you got another sword person yeah. who respawns and till all the swords are done and you could pick some a couple of the bigger maps for that and i get like it I, and this is where, again, we've talked about this before, but it's like, I'm not a hardcore PvP person. I dabble every so often. Bungie says, I'm going to shove you in that playlist, whether I like it or not, every so often, which is also a reason for them to ignore it as stupid. I mean, I don't, it's a mean word to say, just stupid, because I know Bungie's not dumb, but they have the three pillars. They're like, Vanguard, Gambit, Cru Gambit, I'm not yes. even going to talk about, but Crucible... <laughs> is big enough they've got things they always work on it but it's like it got neglected for three years 900 days without maps and all that stuff and finally we Ooh. got a, a trickle of a couple maps this year Ooh. that's one of these twabs before season 19 there's going to be some talk of the glory rework which man if they let people down with that one they are really in trouble but mm -hmm. when you have them always saying hey go do the core playlist go do the core playlist go do the core playlist for every seasonal event all the time hey go get your currency for the season in the core playlists Yep, and they can't just experiment with some of the stuff that we're literally talking about. I don't know what it takes to build it, but I feel like they've had plenty of time. And now this is the point where, since they've been hiring a ton of people, I don't know which IPs these people are working on, but some of these people have to be building out this PvP team. I feel to start putting some of these things in the game because, as you guys are saying, gun game, zombies, just goof around with some of the yeah. stuff and be like, "Hey, we're trying this one," and just you don't even have to announce it. Just if it's ready. Hey, guess what? Here you go. And that's just going to be their featured playlist. Like, you know, Mayhem and the other stuff. Maybe that's not there. Maybe it's just zombies down there. Everybody's like, I'm sorry. What is that? Like, do you have any <laughs> idea how many people are like, sure, I'll jump in. Why not? Yeah, like, that's yeah. the stuff that, and it don't put, I mean, Crucible Labs is there, but I feel like nobody plays it. So it needs it to be like hardcore, this. Like, honestly, now. Yeah, it needs to be like this big, bold, like experiment thing somewhere on the screen to be like, hey, we're trying zombies. Come check it out. So yeah. it's. Yeah, it's just kind of one of those things. It is, I'm not a hardcore PvP player, so I can only imagine, of course, as always, anybody who's hardcore PvP 
way more that it's like, yeah, these last three years have been rough. So, no, I, I agree. It's, it's weird because, like, it is rough, but I'm still having fun. I just know how much people get frustrated because they know how much more fun it could be. Like, they see so much potential in Destiny. And so, I, you know, you go back and forth. I don't add my... The reason I was I said I will, I'll talk about any hot take here is because I don't really talk about my hot takes on Twitter because the voices are so loud. I'm like, everybody said everything there is to say. I don't really need to say anything. Uh, but that said, there is one really interesting conversation that I think doesn't get oh. talked about oh. enough in detail, and that is... We're talking about these core activities, um, mm. the seasonal activity versus the core activities, because so much Ooh. effort gets put into the seasonal activity that changes and they have to do new art for and new mm. mecha- mechanisms and, and new you know tactics and gun set weapons for. And all of that could be put into the core playlist that they keep wanting us to go into. Um, yep. And that that is one thing that I think is frustrating for me as a player is because, yes, it, the seasonal stuff, it might be cool one time, but then I don't really want to do it again. And even then, I yep. really just want a story mission. If there was a story mission that had this thing, it didn't even have to have to have all those mechanics. It doesn't even have to be a six-player activity. Like, I've got raids and dungeons, and I love that they're committed to doing more of those every season. Some of my favorite activities in the game, doing a dungeon solo blind for the first time is oh, just... Are you talking to eat now? Oh, yeah, that's, that's my it's world, so man. Fun. Yeah, and, and, and so that's great. But the flip side of that is if we have these PVE and story missions, like why, I just don't understand sometimes why the seasonal activity even exists other than no, free yeah. players. So I, I think, uh, so people like to reduce it to strikes, crucible and gambit mm-hmm. when actually what it is, is PVE, which yeah. means all events, PVP, which is everything that's crucible and trials and then PVE PVP, which is just Gambit. And so it's not really even a fair fight because Gambit is out right away because there's only one activity that is a PVE PVP format. And I think that's why it feels so bad in part, not Mm -hmm. just because the Gambit mat, the Gambit game type is not particularly interesting or they've clearly let that one rot on the vine, but also because it's the only one, right? Like they did one thing and then they were like, this is our third pillar, but the pillar is a little shorter. It's rickety. It's basically like the... uh, it's like a, they got a, a stick to hold up that end of the table, right? It doesn't really make sense. Uh, and then the other two, the PvP and PvE, they put so much effort into the PvE part of it. And I think there's a reason why. They know that that's their bread and butter. That's why people come to Destiny, a lot of them. I think I would argue PvP is the reason they stay. But PvE, PvE is the reason they come, right? And mm-hmm. uh, I think that they they put a ton of, of uh, effort into that. But I, I think... Th- the issue that we're describing, especially when we talk about PvP, is that it feels like it's starting to become a little gambity, right? Like it, mm. the PvP is just one game mode, right? It's just one thing that even if they're doing it super well, doesn't feel like it's enough. And so I think that they need to start thinking about PvP the way that they think about PvE. And what I mean by that is if you're going to do seasonal activities, do seasonal activities that are PvP focused, yes. do seasonal activities that are PvE, PvE, PvP mm-hmm. focused, like activities. Do more than that. And like, it doesn't all have to be in the same season. Maybe you got four seasons a year. Maybe one is super PVE focused and you're having us run strike like stuff. Maybe one is PVP focused and that one you introduce a new game mode and you're having us do purely PVP stuff and people could choose to engage or not. But the fact that it always feels like it's just slanted toward every yeah. season is PVE focused and they yeah. don't really worry about PVP or mm-hmm. the PVE PVP mode that is just gambit i would mm-hmm. love to see them start to treat these three legs equally so that we just mm-hmm. don't have this 
lopsided and rickety table because it's hard to eat on one of those. You know what I mean? We hungry, okay? We hungry. Yeah, and I, I feel like destiny is soup, which is the yeah. worst food to eat on a rickety table, okay? It's messy. Okay. It's all over my lap. It's sliding down the sides of the table. Yeah, I get so. I'm with you. I'm with you. I think it's just food metaphors aside. Yeah, I'm with you. Metaphor at this point. It's fine. <laughs> I think it's exactly you know that, and I think that um you know my 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 feeling is that they are gun shy based on the the analysis of the engagement, and what I and what I remember is we you know we talked about the time they actually attempted a PVP kind of a seasonal event was the was it the Crimson Days you know kind of thing mm-hmm. and. On its base, it was okay. I mean, it was definitely a little bit bare bones, but it, it was the first attempt. And what happens is the majority of the community is predominantly PVE focused. And sometimes they complain like, hey, I don't want to get into that. Or, you know, there's not enough incentive to do it. And I think Bungie may have t- taken that feedback and it's made them gun shy to make a PVP kind of seasonal event. But I agree that the balance is just not there. And and, and to the original point, what Lego was making is that you can't have these seasonal activities which require the core playlist of those pillars and those core pillars are not updated maintained and given new content so it's just like it, it it's this weird loop where they're almost they, they're, they're putting them as from an efficiency standpoint i actually feel for the people who make these seasonal content because that's Dang. new assets new yeah. things like that is creation and then to think about it you've made all this content from a developer standpoint and then bam it for the most part goes away yeah now recently they just said they're going to keep some stuff but that really isn't efficient to me <laughs> like you're, yeah. you're making content that does not like it's temporary content but the stuff that you want to get the the, the rewards the monetization from that content you don't upkeep which is the stuff that it actually stays yeah. So that to they, me is they just keep a weird. They keep, they keep dungeons. They keep the new raids yeah. they introduce, like yeah. stuff I mean, like, like that. The, the, the the campaign from Witch Queen. Like if you look at the PVE, that's the playlist, best choice they ever did for that. Oh, that was yeah. Cool. If you look at the PVE play ch- playlist, there's you know uh, the actual zones. There's mm-hmm. lost sectors. There's strikes. There's raids. There's uh, dungeons. Like you you cannot do anything without getting hit in the face with some PVE activity. Mm-hmm. And then PVP is one circle on the map right the directory you have to go to yeah. and it's got like two or three game modes that are basically the same thing and then gambit has one circle that is literally just you, you wouldn't you that don't even gambit need the menu, menu that gambit director menu is like just sad you don't even need it's you don't sad. even need the second, yeah, you don't even need the second menu you could just click on the little bubble and it could put you in the queue you know what i mean well, like it could you put you in the queue and then you it, could be like well normal or freelance and then queue it's like or, you, do, you don't just, need to it, go to the menu yeah. you could just auto detect if you have somebody in your party or not it doesn't there need a separate splash menu with another circle in it it's crazy it's, just, the drifter's it's so little, yeah the drifter's little ship menu thing is just a sad thing like crucible's got all these like wasted bubbles and too many where you could have like fun like or like what would we do casual fiesta and like ranked or competitive you could do like three nodes there and simplify it and kind of consolidate some of the playlists but yeah, yeah. gambit is just sad we lost it's, it's two funny, we lost know- two maps too and i'm like Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. you put him. I don't put him back in. I don't care. Put yeah, him I didn't in the get game. Rotate it. I don't know. Rotate yeah, them out. I don't yeah, want that is funny, and it's it's weird because I, I have swear friends. I always play Mars. Sorry, 
Uh, no, I I have friends who love Gambit. Like there were people in in my clan who just like that's their thing, and they like love strategizing for it. And and I'll have random people on YouTube be like, "I'm glad you mentioned Gambit for this one offhand comment that I did." And I was like, "Yeah, I mean, I think about it, you know." But it's you know, even though it's not my thing, um, but it's it's interesting dilemma to have these players that do like it but like it's not really doing anything and it i i love what you said travis about like what if it what if it became multi-layered like i know of course we're spread thin in resources and pvp and stuff but whenever gambit was even announced in my mind i was like oh is there like a darkness zone where you like go in pve pvp kind of thing like are they potentially working on something like that in the background that one day they're gonna come out with or are they just gonna let gambit just sit there forever stale or or because they've tried these minor updates over the years but nothing really crazy but ultimately like the whole point of all of this is that seasonal activity like you said they're redoing it every time all these assets are being redone when like the core basis of it if you just wanted a six player go shoot a boss activity you could just have one room like pick a setting or a setting that changes out like gambit does and just add stuff to it like a core activity playlist oh look at that Ah! and so you could just add to it like a core activity playlist And then I, I, you would free up those assets to go into PvP or PvE or something entirely new that we don't know about. Yeah. No, the, the, the opportunity is there. My, my hope is just that I'm holding out hope for Lightfall. And my, my, my hope is that, you know, with the next season, we get a little bit of a step towards, you know, glory stuff and, you know, that slight baby step. And I'm hoping that when I see those notes... And and that 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 the you know how like the the marketing oh. stuff and it talks about all the features and this is like I'm just hoping we got something meaty for the other parts of the game because we know we are gonna get the the hot new raid you know you gotta get oh, the yeah you're the gonna get your raid campaign. you're gonna get your couple of chance yeah you're gonna get the cha- yeah. yeah all that stuff's they, gonna be there but yeah they they've got the campaign down now I'm I'm, I'm really confident with that. at which queen showed me they have learned like they have t- taken their notes they know what a campaign is and to travis point where it's not just a campaign for destiny like a campaign where it's like no you this is a good rich yeah. story and now it's just like okay we got that but man let, let's really ramp up these pvp needs let's really ramp up these other two pillars and add something really fresh and new and that, that's the hope and I'm, I'm curious Remember? to see if life four can can attempt that Remember that time they added a second node to the Gambit uh, page and it was a PvE mode? Was that the... Was oh, the, the Reckoning? The, oh, yeah. the Reckoning? The Reckoning? Yeah. It was, oh, it was not, it was was not like, a PvE PvP mode. Yeah, yeah, it was like, wait, this is just another PvE mode that you put on the Gambit page. I'm, ready for I'm not that? falling for this. Oh, yeah, weird, come on. Yeah. You don't want to go back. Yeah, you don't do the season weird. where you go one activity to the next. The PvE, oh, you yeah. want to go something where you go earn armor in a thing that is not helpful in that it's only helpful in gambit to get these roles but the, all this work you go do in this pain in the butt bridge activity and you earn this gear and then it doesn't help you in there at all yeah mm-hmm. no that's that's a whole and thing and then they remove the the whole where that would have helped you yeah fantastic yeah. I, I do miss the prime like what was it like they yeah, have a prime set bonus, bonus, right? set bonuses i yeah. do miss that it's, it's, it's i thought they were going right oh all of oh, it yeah, yeah. All that to say, I, I thought they was about to be on this stuff. And he's like, nope, scrapped. We ain't doing that anymore. They do like babysat bonuses where, like, the more of this you wear, you get currency. 
whether it's prisms, yeah. it's prisms from Iron Banner. You get more currency of the seasonal stuff, which after a while Little you're top. like, I don't need like you need it. I don't yeah. need those things at all. Mm -hmm. So Agreed. no, I yeah, I, it's and this is where I'm hoping light follows this point where pandemic and all this stuff were kind of stepping or like getting a little farther from that. They're finding this comfortable thing where they have like 20 states where they're like working remotely and stuff and they can actually manage to hire from a huge player base and then not player base <laughs> hiring base from just like all over the country. And then they can, they're getting their, you know, teams built up again, whether all their PVP people went over to make a new IP. And that's been a thing for a while. They had to build up their PVP team or something back for destiny Two, And all of this stuff, hopefully it can't all happen at once. Cause it never does in destiny. Cause they right. got to feel like they trickle it out all the time, but lightfall does need to do something I mean, season 19, hopefully glory has some cool stuff going on and then maybe Lightfall gets to expand it a bit more. But yeah, if we don't get a cool thing for glory and or maybe like a baby step to Lightfall is going to be more and then Lightfall does something with PVP, it does feel like after a while, it's like, what, wh why am I waiting anymore? What am I waiting for? Because you go, there's only one more expansion. Do you think you're really going to just fix PVP in the last one and be like, all right, cool. Yay. There we go. Yeah. There's got to be <laughs> some. Well, they yeah. said they're going to continue Destiny 2 after. So Okay, that's the question. That's true. That's I'm true. Lego. How do you think this franchise can come to an end and yet continue? See, take, okay, so we're in season 18 now. We have 19 coming up in four weeks. Then Lightfall is going to be 20. Lightfall seasons is 20, 21, 22, 23. And then final shape would be 24 from 24 on. And then into whatever in the future is, how do you mm -hmm. feel that can go? Because theoretically like which queen big expansion told a story. We get some smaller stories. Lightfall tells a story might have some smaller ones. Final shape go. Okay. My favorite version of all of this that I've heard, and I would just kill for this, but I feel okay. I'm wondering if people are too attached to the way destiny is now but i feel like there has to be a change so so i'm so i feel like they'll be open to it but what if we went the uh what if we went the route where like earth the traveler is all destroyed and we just got to take off like dead orbit said have your fleets ready go off and like star trek like you know like, like the, the take Voyager the helm take the like, helm you're just farther. in unknown space going away from wherever you were like we become like the elixir and we're out of here and everything is just new like whatever it is it's all new we have none of our old stuff or we have some of our old stuff that we took with us and everything is new we find new stuff out there we find new enemies we make new friends you know classic sci-fi adventure uh there there was some tv show i was trying to think uh, what's what's the the famous one with the robots and, Battlestar and the, galactica? yeah battlestar galactica it's like battlestar galactica i haven't ever seen that actually so sorry they're if the, they're like the last human ship and they're just like yeah. out in the world trying to figure out what they're gonna do because mm -hmm. i mean it, it, yeah. you got a good theory because theoretically the helm could be utilized and repurposed for that yes yeah. exactly I think it'll be some version of that my my thinking is that they just want to get away from like this whole darkness and light yeah. and traveler and stuff but i think they're going to keep we're still going to have light powers the traveler yeah. probably mm -hmm. just won't be hanging around and i think we'll probably still be at the tower or at least have access to earth it won't be like all sad and depressing and earth's mm -hmm. gone 
Uh, maybe it will. Maybe, maybe they'll maybe. destroy planet Earth at some point, but I, I kind of doubt it. But I think it'll just be like, okay, we're done with saying that everything is the darkness. Now we can do every year. We can just do like a monster of the week, right? Like it'll be a kind of. It'll be like a new thing and we don't have to go, well, you know, Savathun was actually working for the darkness and so was Callus and so was everyone else. Like, I just, I hate that thing. It's so stupid. It's like every time it's like, well, actually it was the darkness the whole time. And I'm like, you just, you're just saying that. I don't know if it's even genuine. Like, you know what I mean? Like. It's so, so annoying You keep to me. saying that word, but I don't think you know what it means. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what it is. Just... Just please, can can a bad guy just have their own motivations? Can it not be the darkness oh, every time? Yeah. Please, yeah. please. I want a and monster of the week. Monster what's crazy week? is Destiny, they're so creative with their with their ideas and their lore. Like when you really dig into the lore, there's just so many different like I'm not talking about just the the darkness and light thing, but just the complexity of all these different characters and the things they come up with that are just like, what, what in the world are we even talking about here? Like season of splicer, for instance, when you go in and and you're in a computer, basically, you know, in the Vex world, uh, like that sort of thing, like they're creative and inventive in how we experience the world. And yet we're still in a tower on earth, uh, in the most relatable, context of every like into the world story like oh it's the last city of humanity like they could mm-hmm. i know that they've got more creativity in them than that and we haven't even been to and so they could take it different directions they could either you know do what we were talking about where they just go off to space but also there's so many areas of earth that we like haven't explored yet and that is that's something that always excites me in a like post-apocalyptic world when you go explore cities that once were and we've never done that really in destiny other than the edz a little bit yeah. and old russia a little Ooh, bit and that's kind of it which is crazy because the world is so vast uh we'll go to a planet and explore like one little dot on it and then that's kind yeah. of it you know <laughs> yep no, that's a good point it's a good point good i would thing. love to see them change the way they do seasonal content to be like instead of and maybe this will happen after the light saga. Maybe it's too much to ask for that now, yeah. but I would, lo- they could start now. Feel free. Yeah, practice. Um, because <laughs> we, yeah. Cause we've started to see them do some things like they did battlegrounds. Right. And then yeah. after that season was over, they added it to the PVE playlist. Mm-hmm. Right? right. I would love to see them just make the seasonal content. Cause they do it anyway. Every, mm-hmm. every season there's like an activity that you have to do every week. Mm-hmm. They could give you the story. But before they give it to you, instead of doing the seasonal activity, whatever that is, you go and you do a new PvP mode that they just introduced or a new PvE PvP mode that's Mm. kind of, you know, a darkness zone, like you said, Lego, something like that, where it's just like a crazy thing they're trying. And then after the season's over, if it's good, they can throw it out with the bathwater like they do right now with every season or... They could add it to the playlist and make it a node where now when you click on it, you might get Gambit or you might get this other node and you better be pre- or other mode and you better be prepared for both. And same mm. with PVP. They could just do that model so that they can try new things and the stuff that works, they can add to the game without breaking apart the player population at all these different playlists. Mm. And I'm really hoping that they do that at some point because I feel like people are starting to get to the point now where they're like, all right, man. You tried the public events thing where every season, the seasonal activity was some public event. Now you tried the whole thing where we go and we just do like one node activity and then you take it away from us every season. I would just love to see them try that with PVE gambit like activities and 
start adding to stuff that's in the game. Totally. Please. I'm I'm all Please, for buddy. you. Yeah, I'm 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 completely with you on that, especially PVE side and even on PVP side because there's nothing really forcing you to do some of the new PVP stuff that they come out with and there's have y'all played Momentum Control? Like that is one of my all-time favorite yeah. It's great. Play li- playlist it, this, the sandbox it completely feels, yes flips the sandbox up on its head. something like that be the seasonal activity yeah you know I mean? let's do it I'm, just just give a new game mode and if it were something crazy and over the top even people who aren't into pvp if you make them play it so that they can get their weekly story bite eventually they might acquire a taste for it or at least they'll be like okay this is an interesting change of pace but yeah not everything you don't have to just Give me a pilot pirate ship strike where I have to do it three times a week, yes. every week for 10 weeks. And like that's to me, that's way worse than making somebody play like three crucible matches a week where it's like a new game mode that they're trying. Well, out. I mean, you know what, I mean? what they've done before is like the balance of like you say, a lot of people are PV and like I won't step into PVP. They've done it before on bounties and they can do a quest thing the same way. Either go do your catch crash or go do your game mode in PV. Just do the or. Give or, people the option yeah. and yeah, be like this it. or because at some point some people are like, all right, I got to go see what this PVP thing. I've done a hundred of these catch crashes. Mm-hmm. I got to know. So at some point yeah. and then the PVP people might be like, you know what? Let's go see what this and like the the option will allow people to experiment more. Some people are like, oh, this is actually kind of cool. I like mayhem. Yep. It's absolutely bonkers. It's fun. Like a PVP person is going to probably know what the PVE is like, right. but the PVE, which is generally we talk about the majority, probably by numbers at least. They might be like, hey, what's Mayhem or Gun Game? They might have a fun one. They may get stomped on. Who knows? Some light skill, as we said, outlier protection, however you want to call it. So, like, somebody who's new to PvP is like, hey, true vanguard's in my match. Oh, God. Oh, God. There's Flash. He's got a fusion rifle, and I'm dead. Um, They don't need to see those people. But, like, if they go in and they're like, that was interesting. As you said, it gives that experimentation to build it up. But, yeah, if it's just always go PvE, always go PvE, you're like, yep. they're just like, they're like PV, PVP uh, they is like, it, yeah. like they're they gotta yeah. like open the book and blow the dust off of it or something like what yeah. is, yeah. What like, is I'm, crucible? I'm, I'm with you, Ebontis. I just think that asking them to make two modes for seasonal activity is a lot. I'm trying to give them an out. Like I'm trying to be nice to Bungie. <laughs> which is no, like, but see that's how, the thing, how often I am like, I like that? Just I know, like, I know. One. But I was like, just we just said one. they'll have like. So yeah. much so that like 75% of the player base is like PVE. It's like there's some people in that chat that are I'm like, I'm not ever touching PVP. So it's like you gotta but give they the option. Would if it was if it was like do two matches and it's a new mode. Some people hate it that much, man. Some people truly Some people hate PVE that much. I do not want to do catch crash three I, times a week, hence man. It the really or. Hence yeah. the or. I'm just trying to make it, I'm trying to make it easy for them. I, 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 just, but I, I don't feel yeah. like PvP modes. Mm-hmm. Because if you've already got the maps and like you use the maps, you, I mean, all that, if it's just building how the mechanics of like what guns you use, I mean, as you said, um, momentum control, that's messing with a lot of sandbox. That one probably wouldn't happen as often. I love how like the sandbox feels different in that game. It's like, this is actually kind of like really fast time to kill. Totally feels that takes a little more work. But if it's just like gun game or zombies, like do some fun or, stuff in there. Like use yeah. that yeah, to test yeah. it out. Like what if it was like all swords and it's just like, all right, this season we're sharpening our, our swords to kill a hive monster. Everyone pistol, go like, fight with swords si- two like, times I mean, a week. That's all I'm asking. Like it's silly. You don't have to be into PVP to enjoy swinging right. your sword at a, this is I was starting to sound sexual really quickly. <laughs> um, you don't have, but anyway, you could enjoy it is my point. Even if you don't like PVP. 
Yeah, it's just, look, I'm with you on this, man. Like, um, I think that they don't do a good enough job of incentivizing it because, again, taking it back to the D1, you know, I remember when I used to, I think it was, I think it was the Thorn quest at one point you had to go into PvP. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. And you had to get, like, now, void kills or something, and I was like, I learned fusion rifles at that point or something. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And it was like, sometimes, I know the PvE guys don't want to hit this, but sometimes you got to eat your vegetables, bro. You gotta eat. You gotta try other things. The game right. is a whole soup here, right? You know, there's other things yeah. to do. So it's hey. like when you. And then I remember going in there, and I'm like, "Yo, this ain't that bad." I was I was angry at first, kicking and scratching, like, didn't want to do it. And then yep. I'm like, "All right." I jumped in there, and I'm like, "You know what? This is actually cool." It was that's like right. you weapons, and I started to get better. And that's how I started to. Play. They have to have that balance. And to to what E, what you're saying, what that point is. Now, with, with Travis, like, look, I would love for them to do a PVE season or a PVP season. I what? Are you you gonna give me two pieces of context? On a, I'm not on even a saying make that the season. I'm just saying make that the seasonal activity. Yes, that's it. That's it. Just make exactly. it the seasonal activity. Make it season activity. Do that, and then they go and do the story of the mission. Fine. Exactly. That's it. It, it, yeah. it just build yeah. that pillar up a little bit. Just build, give it attention. It's just the most malnourished pillar in the game. Like, give it a little love. I'm telling you, people will start to have an appreciation because at its core, and this is where I'm with Travis, that once the PVE and you've got the narrative and you got the story, you did your dungeon and you did your thing, and it's great, right? You, it, it hits that point, you've done it, but it's the PvP that keeps this thing alive, man. Right. It's that, that emerging gameplay. That's what keeps people engaged. I remember when it was House of Wolves and, and Trials debuted. And I was like, yo, what is this? Okay. Like, and I remember at first I was like, there's no raid this season. We're gonna do it. And then I'm like, yo, this this trials is kind of kind of fire. Like, I, I'm into this. Like, it was a new thing, right? They gotta have that balance. That's all I'm saying. Do you think that the reason they don't do that, they did it once, you know, since trials at least, they did it once with Gambit when, you know, season of Gambit and tried to do, it, which wasn't even a Gambit activity as you described. Yeah, that's hilarious. the thing. It's, it, it's, just, it's killing me because I, I don't think that they've ever actually tried it. Yeah. I really but, don't. They've tried, they've tried season, they've tried uh, event, event PvP activities where yeah. they did like oh, the Valentine's small. Day thing, right? Yep. Just really small. Can you small. have a smaller icon on some of these? On these featured abilities, they're like, hold on, let me make it like a dot. You got to yeah. find the dot Here's on the screen. Here's a pixel. For any for anyone who's still out there saying, Travis, you're crazy. I don't like PvP activities. I'll never play a PvP activity. Let me show you how wrong you are. Get him. I will I will show you with one one statement. Sparrow Racing League is a PvP activity. Oh, there you go. Yeah. All right. Sparrow Racing League is Woo! a PvP. Activity. You don't think that there's no PvP activity that they could add that they've already built some of the legs for that would immediately make you way more excited to go into that and do do three Sparrow Racing League races and then go to your story mission. You're out of your damn mind. There are so many ideas that they can <laughs> That make PvP awesome and that make a, a PvE PvP mode awesome. There's so many ideas out there. The fact that you guys are accepting bottom mm -hmm. barrel seasonal PvE activities, expect more from your games, expect more from Destiny. Mm -hmm. There is it's a gold mine waiting to be mined. And Sparrow Racing League is just the tip of the iceberg. Ooh. 
That's good. PvP, guys. It's a PvP mode, damn it. There's so, also these things in a game called ships. Remember those? There's, there's, there's oh, things oh, you're yeah. asking for way too much. Way too much. I know yeah. I'm asking for a lot. Hey, Bungie did it once. Bungie did it once. What was that? Halo 4? Halo, Re- Halo Reach? Yeah. Oh, Halo Reach. Yeah. Halo Reach. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't uh, a PvP mode, but yeah. Yeah, yeah so uh, what, what you kind of triggered for me, though, was the way that they have only they haven't really done it before and i think maybe the reason why is the risk if they do new seasonal activities people get mad about a seasonal activities like ah well i got my core stuff if you mess with the core stuff and it goes wrong you do the bad pvp update you buff arbalis and lawrence driver you know people are going to be up in arms on twitter about it if you mess with the meta if you mess with i don't know about strikes but if you mess with gambit those gambit people everybody's just going to trash on it and the people who do like it i'm, be I'm saying i'm saying additive i'm yes, not saying make I, I it make, yeah. make it a gambit season where you add two maps to gambit and you make everybody play gambit that's a dumb idea i'm saying make another mode that's a pve pvp mode or make a like new that. game type that's pvp do something like that because it, they're basically doing the same thing they're saying hey here's a seasonal activity except for it's pve and they're doing that every ad nauseum every single season it's like you could easily just make that thing that they have to repeat one of these other legs that you claim is a pillar that are not functioning like pillars right now. Like you could really easily build those up by making those the seasonal activities. And for for people that say, oh, well, that would alienate the people that don't like Gambit or don't like PvP. All I have to say to those people is that your imagination is getting in the way of you because you Mm. think that you know what their activity is going to be. And I'm saying it doesn't have to be that. I'm saying it could be something crazy and weird and balls to the wall and wouldn't matter if if uh, Arbalest was buffed, if you're, if the PvP mode that they added is Swords Only or Sparrow Racing League or what have you. It would just be fun and new and it would give more content to the playlists that need it most. Yeah. Yep. That's all I'm saying. Let's do it. Yeah. Oh, That's it. great. That's a great perspective too. I, I, I do feel like people need to hear that and not enough mm-hmm. people do. Talk it. Retweet. like and retweet yeah um so i wanted to get your guys take we don't have to spend too long on it Uh, i do want to hear kind of lego talk about actually what the gun does now but telesto obviously got a little crazy um did a few things took over a twitter account got a little bonkers (laughs) and then today we got an emblem in a twab yeah now um Tuesday was a little crazy because all of a sudden the gun was firing. It was like sparking and smoking when, and then you would be able to fire these things that would just like drift up into the air. Thousand theories going a crazy town, like Reddit secrets as across is looking up constellations. I'm doing the same thing. Cause they're like, maybe it goes up and makes this shape. I'm like, okay, these could be stars. Who knows? The community is like rabid, just absolutely hungry for some type of community event. So you get this possible test Telesto mystery puzzle. I don't know if it's done yet. We don't know. Obviously, we'll have more next week or there won't be. But we got the emblem today. Now, they say in the TWAB, very specifically, we are aware that Telesto is acting well like Telesto, honestly. So you wanted to give a little tip for the new lights that may not have heard when Telesto acts up. We just tossed a blanket on it over, over it until we can put more permanent fix fix in anyway no puzzles or secrets to be found despite what the machine says we are in full control of the situation and there is no need to panic now for them to program in a new animation or to drift upwards and then if you fire it straight up it like crosses weird 
for them to do what it's doing now for Lego saying it basically range more damage holds and then basically pops off the wall and does even more to put the work in to change the animation for the gun to build the sparking and whatever it is on top is not nothing. So speculation is fair in this community because we've had weird stuff happen before. Yeah. If this truly is just like Telesto is weird, here's an emblem and that's it. I want to get your guys take on that. And then I'll talk to Lego about the gun, but I wanted each of your take on, is this a cruel thing to do to the community? Is it kind of fun? Maybe it ties into this maybe community event that might happen with the, you know, we'll get to like the end of the season one that may or may not happen, which we still have no clue. But if this is all there is, what do you guys think? I mean, I haven't got a chance. I've tried to play it, but I've seen it. And from the outside looking in, it's it's creative in the sense that they are not, on one aspect, they're not taking this so seriously because we all know the history of Telesto and how yeah. this thing completely breaks the game, right? So to see them lean into it is hilarious to me, right? So, and to your point, E, that is a lot of work, you know, to really change the fundamental behavior of this gun, right? So it's just like, I do feel my gut tells me it is leading somewhere. I just don't know where, but it is kind of funny to me. Like they, they're doing this and I, I want to know where it goes because the fact that you got, you know, the, the, the little the message, you know, saying everything is fine. They, they're having fun with this. So I do think something may come of it. I don't know what, but um, it's very, very, it's, it's fresh in a, in a cool little geeky way. But I'm curious for the guys that, like, you know, Lego and you guys have been playing more recently. Like, what do you, where do you guys think this is going? Like, that, that's, that's my thought. I wonder what's the end game of this. I really, really hope it's going somewhere because uh, I th- I, my impression is that they launched this as just a relaunch of Telesto because Telesto has been broken forever. And then they were like, OK, well, we finally revamped it. It's got a new way it works now. And we're just going to put that in the game. So let's turn this into a celebration of this weapon. That's sort of a meme. And I think that that was their intent. And the community's reaction was, oh, if they're doing this, it must be some secret event. It must be Whisper the Worm. You know, it must be some crazy activity. And so I think that their issue was they did not set expectations. They did not communicate what this was. And now people are in the game looking for some secret that possibly, probably at this point, doesn't exist. And so I love what they did. I I think Telesto obviously needed a rework for a ton of ideas or or ideas, a ton of reasons it needed a rework. I love that they turned that rework into like a fun little community event. Just let's celebrate this weapon and this community. I think that they really kicked themselves by not making it clear what they were doing. And now they have the fans excited about something that isn't, it doesn't seem like it's going to happen. And if it doesn't Mm -hmm. happen, people are going to, look at this as a net negative when it really isn't. It's just a, like a little fun thing they added to the game. It's not hurting anybody. It's a fun little activity, but because they didn't set expectations, I think it's working against them, unfortunately. But I don't think there is any activity, personally. Ooh. I would love it if I was wrong, but I I, I look at this from like a what were they thinking PR perspective, and I go, oh, right. they were probably just like, we reworked this weapon. Let's try to turn it into a thing. Mm-hmm. Which is great, but if you do, if your community doesn't know that, it's kind of cringy it, it really when i saw like all the people's reactions to it i was like oh no they don't get it but the they, thing don't is, get, they don't get i get where you're going the only thing where i give the community a little bit before you go to lego is mm-hmm. that statement in the twilight they go anyway no puzzles or secrets to be found yeah. 
despite what the machine says, we're in full control situation and there's no need to pay. Like to me, you're leading your audience on. Like yeah. you play the theatric game. You know what I'm saying? That's the only thing that gives me them a little hope that maybe there's something, but I see your point. If it's not, oh, there's going to be it's blood. Not, people are going to be pissed. <laughs> and that's my be... point is that <laughs> I feel like they should have pre-messaged it. Like, hey, Telesto's getting a rework. We're going to do a fun community event, blah, blah, blah. But, it, but there is no puzzle. If they would have just been a little clearer, and it, it, to be fair, I could be wrong. I could just think that it's just a fun little community event and it's not actually like a puzzle <clears> and there could be one. And if there is, I'll be super happy to be like, okay, awesome. I was wrong. They definitely should have hyped it up. But right now it seems like they screwed up a little bit and they <laughs> dropped this without warning and got people a little hy more hyped than they should have been. Mm. So I'm just, yeah, anyway, that's me. Lego. Lego, what you got? It's tough uh, because I, I hear what all y'all are saying and it, it's hard to disagree. Like, But also with the Destiny community, anytime there's even just a little bit of mystery to something, we're like in it. We're theory crafting, yep. spin metal hats. We're all over it, you know? And Literally, so like CB Gray has the spin metal hats. CB Scarrow. I know my dudes. They going crazy right <laughs> now. <laughs> yep. Yes. And so, uh, but on the flip side of that, I went in, just for me personally, I went into the event as this is a community event. And when I hear community event, I don't think secret mission. I think, oh, we all sit at the tower and watch something fall for, you know, a full 24 hours, you know, or whatever that was. Or there was, we've had multiple things like that. Where Definitely it was like, a full 24 hours. That was, yes. the, I remember, yeah. I remember. Destiny has not been at its prime doing community events. So if the community event is everyone laughing at the devs and at the Twitter thing and then jumping in and playing with Telesto and trying to figure out if is this a puzzle what's going on with this gun and then it shoots differently the next day and I that is fun like I'm, I'm just playing around with it even if it just ends right here like I've had fun with it do I want it to end here no am I like is there a part of me that's disappointed do I think the community is going to be disappointed definitely um but also like it doesn't feel like a net negative like you were saying um it feels more like that it does feel like a weird way to just revamp a gun though like that's the part that doesn't feel right to me especially when and this is going to lead into maybe the next part we'll see but so. telesto is so good in pvp right now i feel like they can't leave it here can't like, leave it like can't be the end i saw your and, clips bro i saw your clip you mapping dudes <laughs> well Continue. and that's the thing is telesto has always had unlimited range uh, not many people know this but there on every other fusion rifle there's damage fall off to half the damage once you hit a particular range telesto breaks that rule um and hits 31 39 damage on the explosion and one damage on impact which is the same 40 as a precision frame fusion rifle like main ingredient that but it can hit at any range the problem is is that the explosion it always like they could always delay. get away from it in time there was a delay or either that or in a 1v1 situation if you're not going for maps you would be in a fight with a main ingredient per, per se and you'd be at a, a reasonable dip distance away from them as you would in destiny and they would kill you first and you would get either they would kill you first or you would trade like you would never win that fight they would always win or you would trade and so it was never a s tier gun because of that but the way it is now you win that fight every time and you're mapping people from unlimited ranges so it's like they can't leave it like this and the explosions that it are doing are doing more damage up to like i saw numbers i think above 50 
a bull, uh, a one on one of the explosions that bounces off. And so it's like, surely this isn't the final form because it's so strong. Um, and I could be wrong about this. Maybe they're like, this isn't that strong, but unlimited range and consistency. And not only that, but I haven't talked about this anywhere. Even I did like a short video of it yesterday or this morning, but I haven't talked about this part of it because I wasn't sure. I needed to hear from people who use Telesto, but the aim assist feels crazy high on it right now, which is another reason I feel like it can't stay in this state um, because we're we're dealing with high aim assist fusions right now with linear fusions. Surely they're not going to leave that in the game like that. So I don't know. I don't know. It, it just doesn't feel like the final form. It feels like there's something else. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. You know, that would be slightly disappointing, but I've had fun with it. While it's here, and I'm definitely going to ruin some people's lives in trials this weekend if they leave it this way. So, <laughs> what you think, E? You mean it, sir? Sorry, making sure. Uh, to watch all of like the last couple of days go down, if it doesn't lead to anything, I feel like this was very poorly implemented baiting of the community because we are. I was like, because of what the community does, because there is a for, there's a Reddit called Raid Secrets that became what it is from this whole damn game and the stuff that they found out before from Wrath of the Machine's gun and binary and just crazy stuff that's happened like quarters of time was insane. Like all of those and whether you call them streamer events or whatever. I mean, all of those have become a thing and everybody's like, there's a rumor of something which still may happen after Iron Banner. Don't know yet until we get there. But if this doesn't come to anything i feel like it was poor a poor decision to do it personally because of how it makes the community get hopeful and then just basically they inflated the balloon and then shot it with a gun like it doesn't do anything justice for what we have experienced in the past Bad mm -hmm. metaphor because I'm breaking his. Yeah, <laughs> I took the, took the wind like, out of it. Not really deflated if you just, shoot it with a gun. That's yeah. like we blew it up. Yeah, right? yeah. anyway, <laughs> just blew up your hopes. Like, these are your hopes. Yeah, and we just we shot your hopes and dreams. So, but they um, gave you hope. Yeah, first. exactly. Yeah. So it's we're back. Yeah, we're back. We're back. I broke. <laughs> I broke Travis for a second with a bad metaphor. It's fine. Um. And there is still rumor, if you go literally look up on Braytech.org, there's this, like, seven-stage thing that's sitting out there. I don't know if that's actually going to come to happen in the last couple of weeks, but that's what people thought this was starting to be. Be like, okay, is this taking us something? And it's like, no, and then we get an emblem for it. And it's like, if there is something later and this isn't tied to it, that's, like, poorly implemented. If this is still nothing, and then as Lego said, I don't know how they're going to fix it. Are they just going to put it back to normal? I got I got a thing here. Uh, okay. So, uh -oh. well, because all that we've been uh, the main thing we've been talking about is expectations that rules yeah. the way all of this goes. And the problem in the past is everything feels too hyped. And so what are they doing right now on social media and everywhere is they're trying to like, hey, nothing's happening. Hey, guys, nothing's happening. This is all there is. Wouldn't that be the perfect? And, and also, so you've got that side of it. And then on the other side, we've also got the reason they said they're not doing secret missions anymore. Uh, at least I think that was said somewhere, is the accessibility of it. Like not that many players could participate or they weren't sure what to do or if it was too, they didn't know about it. And so where was this announced? Immediately when you go and, oh, something's going on with Telesto, go to Twitter to learn more. Everybody knows, should know what's going on or at least more people and they're underplaying it so that if something does happen, 
Like it, it is the perfect opportunity for something to happen is what I'm saying is they, by not building it up, they have built it up for there to be some kind of secret mission because everybody would know about it. Everybody's involved. Like you drop it right now. I don't, I don't know. That, that would blow my mind for it, but I don't, I don't know. I was like, that would be cool. Like if they're just playing it off and then all of a sudden Celesto does take over or something and like, you know, something weird happens in game that would be cool but again this is where i gotta see how the season like the next few weeks actually go to know it's like is there something what is this building to is there a reason for it and if it's literally just like telesto's broken we know it and here's an emblem that is unfortunately not what they should do that is not what you need to do i'm just i'm sorry but like in, in a world of a community where you have stuff like raid secrets and people who want secrets and secret missions that haven't happened in a while and people really want that next one to drop if you do this as like a tease and then nothing, man, that is like blue balling the whole community, and it's just not great. <laughs> yeah, so he's like, allowed to say blue balling, but I can't say. Oh, <laughs> hey, it's my channel, okay? It's my channel. I can I can throw those. That's unfair. I'm a second class citizen. I, re- <laughs> I reject this apartheid. We must rise up, commenters. Let oh us my goodness, rise up. Yeah, and I was like, GMD Ooh. did say those. Like, I am getting a little tired of emblems. I've got so many, I don't even remember. I've right. got them. I'm just yes. like emblems and shaders. I'm like, I'm kind of good. <laughs> Let me earn like some ornaments or something that I can actually see right. on my character. Like, I'll never say no to a shader, though. I'll never say no. I'm good on the shader. True. That that's what actually makes doing the dungeons like the solo dungeon stuff. That is the most yeah. That's the one I'll wear. Feeling way to get me to do it is there's a shader at the end of it. And this time they didn't do it, so I'm like, eh, well, yeah. But- I don't I don't think they did this time. But but the the pirate themed dungeon is like yes, I'm I'm all about it. Like anything that is a shader, I'm gonna grind for it. Yeah. Yeah, it's just it's it's weird. I'm curious to see where it goes. I'm enjoying the crap out of God of War, so I'm just kind of like peeking in right now to see how it goes. Um, but yeah, we've got Iron Banner Eruption next week. So if you haven't gilded your title or want to get the title, Eruption is way better than Rift for getting the title at all. So definitely enjoy that one. Eruption's pretty fun. They are fixing the piece in Eruption where it's not giving way too many points for every person who like gets the tag kill. Um, so that's the one thing. I like Eruption a lot. Eruption was fun. I had like, I actually had fun playing it because, oh, you get on a streak and you're primed and now you got to be really aggressive and play. And now it's just the thing where it's like the score is not going to get completely like, oh, you killed the prime person. They're caught up on the other side. It's like, it will be a little better now. But outside of that, you know, we got a couple more weeks after that. And then we got the new season. So I am, I am just not sure where it's going to land right now. I'm just saying if that's all it is, not a fan. If it does more. And they play it off, and then something actually happens, and I'm like, okay, I see the games you're playing with our mind. But yeah, if they don't, I'm not gonna be too happy. That's mm-hmm. me though. So no, I'm with yeah. you. I'm with you. I think for me right now is just more of a you know waiting for that new season. You know, I'm kind of at that point with this current season. You know, got most stuff I I need, but I kind of need that <laughs> refresh. Grind Iron Banner. Yeah, I gotta do one reset, one reset, reset, and I'm done. Yeah, Yeah. you're done, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, you know, I I think I need that little reset button and hopefully a little bit of a shot in the arm with this mini PvP rework that we seem to be alluding to. Yeah, that's gotta be one of the future twabs coming up. And whatever that one drops on, if it's major, I'm gonna be like, all right, guests. (laughs) I was like, they're probably gonna, well, I'm trying to think. So we've got. Bob would drop on the 17th. 
It might they be w- my last show, guys. I don't know if I'm going to have it in me after that show. We'll see. And then Thanksgiving is on the 24th. So they won't do, they will do something really tiny on the 23rd and that's it. Like they'll be off. And then you have the first. So there are two twabs left for them to mm. discuss this like possible glory thing. So it's either next week or the week right before. And then, we, you know, we're going to get the trailer on like eight o'clock the morning of or something like that. It's going to be that's. So, I mean, that's kind of where your season's at. Iron Banner. Maybe a community. It's also weird for them to do a community event over Thanksgiving if they're going to launch. I never actually like thought of that. If they launched it on the 22nd because Iron Banner's on the 15th. So it would start on the 22nd at the latest or they're going to do it in the final week. I don't know. Like that's now even a little weirder. So I never actually put that date together. So community event is uh, you must gain 100,000 hours as a community spent neglecting your family in favor of destiny. That's the that's the challenge. And you have to <laughs> do it inside of Rumble. Good oh, luck. Yeah, can we yeah, can we jointly ignore our loved ones for a hundred thousand hours as a group? Basically everyone queues up to one v one Lego, and then if mm-hmm. you win, you get a movie of, you you start pulling yeah. a, oh. a movie of the week emblem from Lego's collections. And the then if he loses zone. Yeah, if he loses seven times, then his account gets deleted. So oh, I hear man. that Bungie Bungie's developing a way to detect if your family is available. They have to be available for the hours to be counted. Cause if they're like out of town or whatever, it doesn't count. Cause then, you know, yeah. So oh, is this like rebuilding the lighthouse, but we're rebuilding the comp playlist. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we're rebuilding the comp playlist. I forgot about there that. you go. With yeah. neglect. We with had to neglect. build trials. With neglect. <laughs> by the way, by the way, I just want to point this out. We rebuilt the trials tower via PVE. I just, yes. want, I just want to put that out there. 100%. It was an act, it was a 100%. PVE activity to rebuild yeah. the PVP activity. Three. I just want to put that out there. That's how much they hate making new PVE PVP modes. It's unbelievable, guys. It's unbelievable. Those are boss. Those are boss. You're right. It was a PVE event to get a community event to get PVP trial. I mean, I the last that is kind of the way Destiny is. I like. I know we're harping on it a lot here, but weapons that you want in pvp are often in pve and weapons that you want in pvp are often pve and that's kind of the nature of the game to get us to play together but yes there is an extent of it that you're like okay come on (laughs) yeah no doubt well man this is an interesting chat i mean the 12 was light but i always kind of enjoy exploring all these discussions in lego man it's been a blast having you on here this was of fun um as we get to the end of the podcast now is your time to if you've got anything else you want to cover topic wise or at this point just let everybody know where they can find all of your glorious montage greatness so the floor is kind of yours as we wrap up first i don't think that i have much else to cover uh i have just been digging into a ton of perks that I have to see there's there's a lot of stuff that I feel like goes overlooked and that's how I'll plug my YouTube channel here at the end is just like perks that people don't dive into like the fact that enhanced swashbuckler gives 6.5 seconds of at 33.3% extra damage in the crucible which is a ton like when you think in terms of like kill clip uh or or the the fact that golden tricorn is basically a better version of rampage like those type of things that's what I uh, dive into so uh, you can find more about all of that at lego le flash on youtube or on twitter uh, mainly youtube though that's where i'm kind of i've only been doing content creation for about four months and it's kind of just exploded so yeah it's, it's been a good time for it 
Thank you. I appreciate it. And I appreciate y'all inviting me on the show. It has been a blast. I love talking destiny and this show in particular was awesome because we kind of got to hit just a lot of different aspects of destiny. Like we talked about PV, PVP, and even Gambit somehow. So all right, all right, all right. All right, all right. No, absolute pleasure, man. Lego, love your content. You know, definitely aligns with, with my style as far as PvP and thinking outside the box. And any party that talks about builds and perks, I'm instantly a fan. So I'm like, I love that kind of stuff. So I salute to you on the success and you're killing it, man. And, and keep killing it in Rumble and, and, and hopefully more movies in a week. And it's cool, it's cool to see your success and see the, the respect that the uh, community is giving you. So continue on, brother. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. For real. No doubt. No doubt. Brad, what's going on with you, man? What's popping? Oh, shout out to uh, Yeah. Um, so I was uh, not here last week, so I think I probably have a lot of stuff to catch up on with you guys. Yeah, but so uh, um, I reviewed Sonic Frontiers. Mm -hmm. uh, you can find that review on IGN.com or on IGN's YouTube channel. Uh, gave it a 7 out of 10. It's a really good game that everyone should play. Uh, but it... it uh, it, it's just such a crazy game. It's such a crazy game, but I, I really like it. Uh, so you should watch my review on that. And then I also played, um, I went down to uh, Koei Tecmo's um, headquarters Ooh. to play the new post-beta build of Wolong. Yeah, so I played the, the new build, uh, which it, two months on, they've already taken feedback from the beta and changed a bunch of stuff and so i i wrote a preview for ign that you can find right now um that's live um that where i talk about the stuff that they changed and what i liked and what i didn't like and that sort of stuff so um it's cool uh and now i'm working on goat simulator and you know chilling playing god of war working my way through half-life alex again <laughs> and uh catching up on games actually it's been great i've been less busy this week than i have been for the past six months so i'm um, mm -hmm. really excited to get some time in and play games that i want to play rather than the ones that they tell me to um so yeah it's been cool uh but yeah follow me on twitter at tie guy travis and i will see you guys tomorrow morning for zur how about you uh, cog what are you up to yeah man um this week uh iop you know what i'm saying returns back in the flesh we'll probably have oh we have gene park gene park will make oh, his day nice. In the realm of the laws, so pick his brain, see what's going on there. Um, send some love to Maddie. He's going. He wasn't feeling too well, so I did some uh, hosting mm. duty on, on Duke a lot. Nice. Actually, we I did we did uh, ultimate on the achievement system and what we would like for uh, uh, a kind of like a, a rework and an overhaul. And then this week I did a uh, Duke with Ben, and uh, we're talking about the whole um, Doom Eternal situation, mm. which I thought was very interesting as far as OST sounds. Crazy, yeah, yeah. I've heard about that. I'm very what's up with what's up with musicians in the games industry and their the rap they're getting. It's so yeah. weird. It's funny you said that. We we touched it. I'm actually gonna tune in to Bitcast. I want to know what how you guys approach it and, and Hogue as far as um you know that as well from a legal standpoint. But I was very shocked about that account. It's a, it's a it's long. I highly advise people to read both accounts. I believe from um the ID software um game director guy one is yeah. named marty the other one's named mick i just forget which one is which <laughs> but um yeah highly read that and then read the response by the composer and um you know as e knows i'm very passionate about video game music and the composers and the creators and yeah i learned a lot of things you know so this thing's playing out in the public it is very interesting uh, if you got time 
read it. <laughs> it's good. So yeah, we discussed on, on the finding Duke. But uh yeah, that's been pretty much it, man. E, what you got going on, man? Uh I will be streaming God of War until I finish it. <laughs> that is literally all I'm doing. I mean, I'm I even told my wife, I was like, I heard um heard Dado saying the same thing because he was just basically saying he's like because uh, he said Danielle went like goblin mode on Assassin's Creed Valhalla and he's gonna so I'm like yeah I'm like literally it's like as long as I have breakfast dogs are good peek out every soft I'm just like non-stop so it's like tonight I don't know if I'll get back on another stream but like Friday and Saturday my goal is just God of War big long streams like weekends might be like 12 hours I mean that's the goal is just I want to just live in this thing not get too many spoilers and then I'm seeing Black Panther on Tuesday so oh, I'd kind of yeah. like to see it before yeah, then. This weekend. Wow. Yeah, so that's kind of where I'm at. Another buddy of mine's trying to work on building a computer with a 4090. Uh, that's yeah. always that's a trick. So, but it was like it's a monster card and it's a big card and just dealing with all that fun stuff. So, yeah, mostly God of War. Um, I did my solo Grandmaster, possibly Zer tomorrow. Still keeping up with doing Destiny content on the channel. Um, but yeah, I'm just no life in God of War. So if you want to find me, it's Twitch. But the biggest one is Lego. Man, thank you very much for coming on. It is, for one, happy we got you on. And two, it's been a ton of fun just like kind of getting yeah. your perspective. And we got some really fun topics tonight that I didn't know we were even going to get to. So that was actually a, <laughs> kind of a blast when we kind of wing a show in these weird moments of the season. But uh, yeah, definitely. Um, look, I'd love to have you back at some point in the future. Um, you are always welcome. So if you just be like, hey, um, really want to talk about something. Yeah, just even for a guest spot, we will <laughs> we will get you in. So you are always welcome. Awesome. Well, I definitely might do that. I loved hanging out with you guys. It was fun to get y'all's perspective as well and everything. Awesome. Well, thank you everybody for being here. Chat, you guys have been fun. Um, a lot of generosity here as we ended up streaming. Christopher Sharp with the $20. I think that's a sticker. Uh, Zinthos with the five gifted memberships. Thank you very much. Um, you guys have been amazing. And I think that's most of the super chats. There was one probably earlier I missed, but I've definitely acknowledged you guys with some um, chat in there. So for this episode number 223, uh, thank you guys. Next week we have Psalm Lab on. So we're going to get into some probably lore discussion. Um, yes. Definitely got very smooth vibes voice to listen to. So if you need your yeah. ASMR podcast, we're just going to let him talk to us next week. And we're all going to listen and have a good time. Nice, easy on the ears. Um, but you guys have been amazing. So as we wrap this thing up, it has been the last, the word. last word. Yeah.